Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast episode 310 for the week of June 21st, 2014. I'm Chris Privetier here with RP Gamer's finest, or at least those who you know are awake on a Saturday morning. First off, my beautiful wife, Anna Marie Privetier. I don't have anything witty to say. Ah, for wit, we go to Emmanuel Marino on the West Coast. Squirrels, my friends. Squirrels. Ah, yes. We we learned all about the uh, incestuous. No, not incestuous. That'd be really gross. I hope not. <laughs> the dramatic relationships with the intrigue going on in your squirrel feeder. Uh, and also with us, Jonathan Stringer. Hello. I was about to think your your uh, incestuous intro was for me for a second, so I was getting a little worried. Wait, what? Oh, yeah, you're down there, aren't you? Ah, hmm. uh, no, no. No, okay. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for joining us. It is our first post-E3 podcast show thing. Woo. No? Woo. Turtle doves, nothing but turtle doves. <laughs> oh, how do people unwind after E3? What What do you do? You take a week off. You just took a straight up a week off. No, did not log into RP Gamer at all. <laughs> Good for you. Anna and I played insurance games. <laughs> Oh, is that like a? Is that the new Kairosoft game? Yeah, insurance <laughs> insurance man, uh, claim manager. Yep. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, our house was broken into while we were gone. Yay! E three break ins. Woo! It it wasn't even related to social media or anything. It was just part of a string of robberies. Thankfully, the thieves were stupid and took things that were all easily replaceable. Yeah, easily replaceable, but not easily claimable. Yeah. So we're talking a little bit about about this during before the show started in the pre-show. So, so here, let me give you the rundown. Yeah. They took our PS4, a PSP Go, all the PS4 games, all the, all the PS4 controllers, all the, all the PS3, PS3 controllers, controllers, all the my, Xbox 360, my Pulse PS3 headphones. Yeah. Um, we have no controllers for the PS3 360, and they took my bike, and then a bunch That's of how games. They got away. So they dumped everything <laughs> into garbage bags and tried to take off on Chris's bike and realize they had filled too many garbage bags and left two of them behind. Wow. <laughs> I call them the snobby thieves. They took the PS4, but not the Wii U. Yeah, they said they're supposed to steal things they could easily sell, right? Oh, snap. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, honestly, it could have been a million times worse. They trashed the place and the window was completely smashed in, but they broke the oldest window in our house, so <laughs> it needed to be replaced anyways. I, I think it was all masterminded by a guy out in Seattle. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, no, I think I think it was you, Michael. You did it. But then why don't I have a PS4? <laughs> you sold it. You were smart. Ah, there we go. So we've been doing the insurance process this week of putting and together all the claims. Honestly, thumbs up to them because we like put in a claim for the window that I thought no way they were going to do. And they actually gave us extra money on top of it to fix the wall. And we already have the money. Which, I don't think we're going to fix the wall. <laughs> I don't think, I think so. that's a scar. It's a battle scar. <laughs> reminder. Um, oh. I mean, we're going to end up claiming something like five grand worth of video games. Yeah. So he, that's, Anna, that's explain to people the how deal. the insurance process works, because... I think there's a lot of video game owners who have one have this nightmare scenario. What happens if my collection gets stolen? What do I have to do? Alrighty. So what we're doing is is we have the national average 
for all of the systems that were stolen. And so as a bulk, we're claiming all of our DS games as like the twenty three ninety nine or whatever it is. Because I mean, I looked at all the games and we have some that are twenty nine ninety nine, but we also have some that are $5. So the twenty three ninety nine average worked. So that was something like 50 games. And then on top of that, we're actually going to list out three additional DS games because they were collectible and not easily replaceable, like a Korg 10 plus synthesizer and your uh, black label Japanese game. Oh, the, really? The DS 10 plus is not replaceable? Uh, it's expensive. I didn't know that. Okay. And, okay. Is so, that the whole process? No, on top of that, I mean, we went through, like, all of Chris's Amazon history, and we have receipts for, like, a ton of our games. And then you have pictures that we're going to be submitting. So uh, we were really lucky in that we're nerds. So we had our serial numbers for our systems that were stolen. We had, like, um, how long to beat and all of our trophy collections that we could go back and look at all the games that we had owned and could figure out from there what was missing um, we had pictures, so yeah, keep a good I record. I think we're still missing. Some we are probably too. still missing some stuff, but oh, yeah, that's good advice. Keep um, a good that's record actually of your collection. That's one of the reasons why I have this big Excel or just this big numbers spreadsheet of every game I own, the platform I own it on, the date I purchased it, the date I finished it, and how much I paid for it. And that's just okay, my that, entire record. That going would back. completely simplify the insurance process because one of the things they ask is how long ago did you get it. So having that record easy. is important. Easy for me. I have a database. You have a database. Perfect. So Remember my I advice to everyone, if you're serious page. about collecting, yeah. if you're serious about collecting, keep a record of everything you own, what you paid for it. I mean, it's, it's just good for you to be able to like to make sure you don't buy the same game twice or be able to check on what you have. But in case the worst happens, and it's not just robberies too. You, you got to think about floods, fires, tornadoes, earthquakes. You name it. No, I don't. I live in Washington. You know, the, the the next big projected super quake is going to happen right under Seattle, man. Yeah, Seattle, which is over a 99, which is like 11 miles away. It's not going to take... This thing is going to okay. be gigantic. Like, it's an earthquake. Would, it won't be covered anyway. Yeah. It'll probably be excluded unless you have earthquakes. To be fair, though, I mean, it, the earthquake that's supposed to hit, like, that area is going to be so such a massive thing that no all insurances are... No one's going to get anything. <laughs> it's going to be that big. Anyway. Something to look forward to. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you, Chris, uh, so, and Anna, too, has this changed your mind on, like, having huge collections of physical games, or do you think maybe you might yeah. just go digital oh in the future? Oh, my gosh, because everything that was digitally stolen on PS3 and PS4, I still have it. I mean, our mm-hmm. dilemma was is we've, we lost so many portable games because we have those, like, uh, like the 18 carry collections. Yep. So we so, had like three... You mean a case that holds 18 four, games. We had yeah. four of those in the office? No, just two. I thought, no, because you, you had the Nintendo one, and then you had another one. And oh, I had I one had full one. of Pokemon games. Yeah. yeah. You got that. So we Oh, lost, by the way, like, by the way, another tip, upload all your Pokemon to the Pokemon Bank. Yeah, I've lost all my Pokemon. Yeah, Anna lost all her Pokies, and I didn't, because mine are all in the bank. Cloud protect your Pokemon. I mean, the nice thing is, is being stupid thieves, there were things that they didn't take that I'm really glad because, like, I have a 3DS dev unit. That would have been really hard to explain to Nintendo. Yeah. No, it wouldn't. My shit, my shit, my stolen. That's it, you know? 
I mean, I don't think you're actually supposed to have these in your house. (laughs) What's the difference between a house and a company? Exactly. I mean, it's more likely that a company could get broken into and stuff stolen. Yeah. Fair enough. I'm just happy that they didn't even try to rip it off the because it has. He didn't see it. They didn't take any computers. They didn't want computers for some reason. I think they didn't want anything easily trackable. Computers. They didn't take the cameras. Like nothing. Dumb thieves. You know, it's also it's great too. I've been uh, seeing those reports that. Go ahead. I was going to tell you the dumbest thing they did. So they took my bike, right? Well, it seems like it may have been just one person filling up trash bags. By the way, they used our own trash bags to bag up the games to take them. <laughs> so they're bagging up tra- uh, games and the systems in the pa- trash bags. Got as many as they could carry. And it seems like they rode away on the bike and they couldn't carry all the bags they had. Ha- had. So they left two of the trash bags in the garage. <laughs> so a bunch of our ga- we would have lost a bunch more Wii games and Xbox 360 games, except for the two bags that they left behind in the garage. Which was good because some of those games would have been the hardest to replace. Yeah. Oh man. So this has not been a fun week. <laughs> On the upside, like we have friends um, from our Bible study group that came in. They cleaned up all the glass. They boarded up the window. They put like the guy trashed the place. He pulled everything out of all the drawers. Yeah. And they actually came in and cleaned all of that up. So, I mean, we got home, and the house basically looked the same way that when we left it. Mostly, yeah, other than the smashed window in the back. Yeah. And, I mean, we're having... And that helps a lot with keeping you from feeling violated. Like, you always hear how you feel after someone robs you. Like, you feel violated. Um, not having to come home and see the aftermath directly. Um, that, that made a big difference. So, we're really thankful to our friends there. And they even listened to this. So, thank you, Brandon. Yeah. So um, what else do people need to know for insurance stuff? Oh, yeah. Make sure you take lots of pictures um, or keep a database and pictures because you need something that proves that you had it. So keeping the boxes or the pictures or the receipts um, makes a big difference, too, as far as your claim getting validated. Um, Additionally, um, check with your insurance ahead of time to be sure that video games are covered on your policy and what they're covered under. Because, like, for example, on our policy... Um, music CDs have a have an explicit limit um, of five hundred dollars. That's all they'll reimburse you for for music CDs because they're such a commonly thieved item. Whereas video games are covered under the um, other uh, items clause, and so you need to make sure that's the case on your insurance or get special collectible insurance, um, especially for older things maybe. Um, yeah, to, we, to cover that. None of our music was stolen. Yeah, well, I mean, why would you pirate music physically now? Just yeah. go online and get what you want. Who would steal a CD in this day and age? <laughs> Any other questions? No one has questions. No, no interesting. I, had, so, I, I was okay. curious. Like, um, did you have an alarm, and do you have an alarm? We did not have an alarm. We will be getting an alarm. It takes a while to decide and install one, so we we don't have it, it in does. yet. Yeah, because yeah. we're, Cause we, of where we're we a couple are. different companies to go. What do you mean it does? Oh. I mean, I, who would you call? Just have in tomorrow. I mean, you just call ADT okay, and be so, done with it. Yeah, literally, that's what I did because she was like, "You're going to E3, and I want a system in place before you leave." And I'm like, "I leave in eight days." Oh well, you didn't we have much it. choice then, yeah. Well, no, I mean, but yeah, it was like we called ADT, like we'll be there tomorrow, right? And it was installed and done. And apparently, the ADT trucks have been uh, doing quite well in the neighborhood lately. Yeah, <laughs> unsurprisingly, this is part of a string of robberies. So, so. here's our thing: is we're we're like. Since we have time, you know, we don't have any vacations coming up soon. Maybe we could get a cool system that has, like, cameras and remote home automation as well. 
Yeah, we so have a we wanted to look into it. So. Yeah. So he's like, I can't get you a discount, but I can get you really good service. And I was like, mm, good service is good. So I don't know. I don't, we'll kind of see what's out there. <clears throat> for ADT, the only time I had uh, any issue at all was I was in Utah and we got a call and it was a 1 800 number. And for those who don't know, I normally screen my calls, so I didn't really answer. And the next number I got was 425. This was about two minutes later. And I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. So I answer it and says, hi, this is the Redmond police. And I'm like, oh, oh hello. No idea what. And they're like, um, yeah, the uh, panic button on your thing went off. And I'm like, oh, how long ago? Oh. They're like four minutes to go. I'm like, wow, you guys are fast. And they're so, you know, of course, they had to go check and stuff. And it turned out the person we gave it to just pressed the wrong button. Yeah. And, but still, <clears throat> in four minutes, I mean, the police was there in seven minutes. It's not not much is going to happen in seven minutes. Right. And, and that's a, that's one of the good stories. You hear about um, some places where those panic buttons are going off all the time. And so the police don't respond very quickly. And they put a lower priority on alarms because um, that was well, the large number of falses that they get. Right. So. But, I mean, that's the thing. That was on a panic button. If there was an actual door alarm going off. Yeah. They probably wouldn't even have called me before they arrived. Yeah, and that's great. Um, so if you're you're in an area where you get that sort of response, have an alarm. Wow, that's awesome. I use yeah. uh, Vivint for my home automation. They're pretty good. Vivint? Yeah, Vivint. I think uh, Mac was asking me about them a few months ago, even for his. Oh, V-I-V-I-N-T. Yeah. That's right. Um, They're see. not bad. There are ordinary homes, and there are Vivint homes. <laughs> That's what it says. Smart control. That's cool. Smart security. We got to check this out, Anna. This looks cool. Okay. They got an app and everything, too. So there you go. Get insurance, get a database, or go all digital. Here's my problem with these home automation security systems. They run on the 2.4 gigahertz wireless band. I think it's going to affect my PS4 remote play quality. I really don't like that idea. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I, you know, I say that, and at the same time, someone told me about their new sound system was running over Bluetooth. I'm like, is that going to inflict with my Wii U at all? Uh huh. <laughs> yep. So you do think about these things, even though you're like, yeah, it's eh, like I've got stupid, a very, I'm no, trying to run not. a very pristine wireless environment, and you're just throwing everything in here in wireless like it's free candy. I don't know, maybe maybe just, wires would be better. <laughs> just need a five gigahertz PS4 adapter, then you'll. Be I haven't good. noticed any issues on my end with any of that. Well, unfortunately, Mike, the the Vita does not use five gig. That's the problem. So There's for no, PS4 remote, they're not going to software update or anything. Uh, no, it, it the radio doesn't support it. Oh, I see. That's oh, lame. And Anna's showing her badge to the... Uh... So we went to E3. Um, I guess we should <laughs> remind her. And Anna had an exhibitor badge for Natsume. And she's really proud of it because she's a Natsume fangirl. And social media coordinator for Natsume. Community. Wow, you don't, you don't get a ribbon or nothing. How boring. You don't get a ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> I still... I still remember I had one year at WB, and they were like, you can go as exhibitor or not. And I'm like, uh, no, that's cool. No, that's cool? I decided to go press. You should have gone as an exhibitor. No. You get all the special access. Yeah, but you don't get anything from anyone else. Yeah. 
Remember, the whole point of E3 is to get in and play things as soon as possible. The exhibitor bags, they'll ignore you. Right, but you could get in early before the show floor opens. Yeah, but they're not giving away swag then. Yeah, okay. they are. Okay, if well, you're going are. to E3 for swag, yeah. you shouldn't be at E3. Well, that's true. <laughs> and not to mention that, though, but like swag the last couple of years has been, with a, with well, a few notable exceptions, like non-existent. There's not much there to... to waste your time trying to get yeah like the really? like the two the two biggest pieces of swag at the show were of course the the uh the disney infinity and the skylanders ex- e3 exclusives that's what everybody but wanted the, yep but the line for each one was like three hours well i mean if you have an appointment or something but then you, you you're not there for the swag um so the witcher yep. had a good one too because you get a full pre-order code for the witcher 3 so yeah but, but that was appointment only get a fruit yeah, I mean that—that's what it was. It was a press appointments that were getting that swag. So, <laughs> and I think they were mainly doing that so they didn't have to deal with people asking for them for stuff later. <laughs> Wasteland Two is going to be sixty dollars. Is oh, it really? My... No. Yeah, I'm yeah, looking at so. their pre-order on Steam. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just checking the Steam. The summer sale has started on Steam, so if you haven't checked I, it out, I go. would say don't worry about it. I, the price, because chances are, if you really cared about it, you're already in on the Kickstarter. And if you sort of care about it afterwards, it's going to drop in price. I think they're just giving themselves lots of legroom to go down in increments and for sales and to have like sort of a long tail on it. You know. Well, I think get the $60 many- may include the beta. And then when it comes releases, it might be lower. I don't know. Yeah. And it gives them room to drop the price every now and then. Hmm. And I think they're very confident in their game. I think they feel like we spent a lot of time and effort making this, and I, we don't think this is a crappy. It's just weird to see a Kickstarter game come out at sixty. I think they think the game is worth it. Ooh, Van Helsing Two is on sale. Ooh, buy it, buy it. Okay. Surprise British invasion! Hey, hey. hi, John. Hello. <laughs> no one How's expects the British invasion. <laughs> Wait. Sorry. Especially uh, after the World Cup. I have just. Uh, I'm sort of still in the process of moving house, and um, then my mom came to visit. How is That's your so British. Moving house—that's very British. Oh, oh yeah. Like it's not like your wife moved house, or you know, entire countries or anything. Moving house. Move well, no, it's just the way moving the house way tonight it. is the Brit phrase. <laughs> what do you call it? Moving. Moving. Just moving. Oh, moving. Just moving. Because I'm like not I'm moving the house. I'm not moving the country. I'm moving myself and my stuff. I'm moving all my crap from this little apartment into my giant house. It's way too big. Oh, Steam is not reacting well because all this. It would only be so way too big for a very temporary Michael? amount of time. Then it's too small no. again. It was way too big because it was made for a family of four, and we're now a family of two. Are you all moved in? No, we're in the apartment. We move on Thursday. Ooh, have fun. Oh, yeah, it'd be great. Now you got to get those. <laughs> Especially since someone didn't get all her crap out of it yet. <laughs> Oops. I, li- I like that when people say have fun to stuff, that the person's like, oh, that's not going to be fun. <laughs> like, people can have say, like, fun. have fun. <laughs> like, like, right before E3 started, so many people said, have fun at E3, you lucky best. I'm like, you're joking, right? <laughs> no, no. It, they're always like, what do you mean E3 is not fun? I'm like, okay, I went 13 times in a row. I'm like, okay, maybe that's not so much fun then. <laughs> not only that though if you're if you're working the show floor it's a different experience than like we're going to oh, E3 because yeah. we totally. got on the GameStop badges we're, just gonna, we're gonna get this free thing we're gonna get that free thing <laughs> we're gonna do this oh yeah because I think like oh you're gonna come back and be the envy of all your friends and I'm like 
no, not really, because most of my friends also went to E3 or told me about it or don't want to go anymore. Or Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty yeah. much. Working the show, completely different experience from being there as a journalist. Like I said, I always gave day three as like, I don't want any meetings. If you didn't get a meeting in day one or two, it wasn't important enough. So I'm just going to wander the floor and actually enjoy it. And by that time, I'm too tired to care. Yeah. Uh, have I missed all the E3 discussion? No. no, we're just no. We, we were talking about how we about... were robbed during yeah. E3. All right. Insurance discussion. Yeah. Okay, so we have three people who can talk about the outside E3 experience. We have three people who can talk about the inside E3 experience. So there Excellent. we go. We have a good little discussion group going. Three good. people who can talk about should, the So we should, should we get into the... Michael and who? What? No, I think it should be four and two. Anna, uh, you're inside. Yeah, but he said three people who can talk about the inside. Yeah, me, Manny, and you. No. Three people no. that can talk about the outside experience and three people that can talk about the inside yes. experience. Well, the He's outside would be Michael, John, year. and John. Oh, 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 I'm wow, dumb. Yeah. Wow. Actually, it's kind of cool wow. because I have more of the experience of how it used to be and how it is now and how it's actually more fun to be in the press conference watching from my couch. I was going to tell John this. I, I, I was going to tell this was one of my notes I wrote down. that. Um, <laughs> like, I know you felt really bad you couldn't make it this year, John, but I'll yeah. be honest with you. You probably there are still things that happened at the show that I have no idea happened at the show. Like people mm-hmm. tell me about there were games there. I'm like, really, that was there? Or like there were entire sections of South Hall that I did just not. I had did not see at all. I didn't see Natsuma's booth up close. Period. I just didn't have time for it. There were so you many didn't come booths. See I just, me, you jerk. I had no time. I, I literally did not have time to drop in. I saw none of that. I, I didn't even see that entire section of the South Hall. I have no idea it was over there. Oh, you didn't see empty Konami. I didn't see. Oh man, ed- empty oh, Konami your was hilarious. Sad. I know. I saw most of <laughs> most of South Hall is a complete blank to He's me. Like, I why saw is very Konami little. Here? <laughs> no, but that, like that's the easy experience when you're working the show floor. Like on Tuesday, for example, I spent like one hour on the show floor. The rest of my whole day was up on the concourse level or in the subconcourse. I saw nothing. But you want to know what's funny? That was my busiest day when it was like wall to wall appointments. You and know I what st- I saw? I, I mean, the, this year? of course it is. My booth. Yeah. Yeah. E3 is like, we all think like it's this really fun, like, hey, hey. It's a different show when you're working it. It really legitimately is. It's not like I'm even complaining either because I, I feel like I probably had a more rewarding show than if, I, than if I was just wandering aimlessly looking for games to play when you consider there, are, there aren't a ton like all the stuff you really want to see is behind closed door or appointment only like i was telling some other people like uh there were people waiting like hour long uh, chris you remember this when we we're at the borderlands we went to the borderlands pre-sequel appointment and like the little moon base that was nicely air conditioned yeah there were people who waited like 40 minutes to get into that presentation and then you remember what he said if you have an appointment to play the game go out to the left if you don't see you later <laughs> i'm like oh no and it was the worst presentation at the show I felt so bad because there were legitimately people who waited for like an hour to get in. And then they got in. They watched like a 15-minute thing that told you how to play the game. And then they didn't get to play the game. That sucks. There were other people who were uh, like um, – there were people who waited for like four hours. You know the Dragon Quest Inquisition demo we saw, Chris? <laughs> no, not Dragon Quest, but uh, Dragon, Dragon Age. Age. Yeah. Yes, yes, the Dragon Age. There were legitimately people who waited four hours for that presentation. Yeah. Uh, we went into the VIP line. We waited maybe 15 minutes. We got in and we got chairs. And the people who waited four hours had to sit on the floor for like a 30-minute presentation. They didn't even get to play the game and they were escorted well, out. Well, we. We didn't get to play. 
Yeah, but we only waited 15 minutes and we got to sit down. Yeah. Uh, some people <laughs> did get to play, by the way. Um, oh, this very special people. Very special sites, yeah, did get to play. Yes, yep. not us. See, I should have gone. Then I couldn't play. I know. No, Michael, I swear to you, I told everybody this. If you had been there at EA, you would have gotten the things done that we needed to get um, into that game like days earlier. And we're like, oh, man, I wish Michael was here because none of us hey, know I how to do it. Hey, I hustled the IP pass, Chris. Yeah, on the last day when she told oh, me. Oh, excuse I, yeah, me. We actually, we did... Yeah, I, I have a feeling a lot of people were hustling those VIP badges around, actually. <laughs> yeah, by the end. Uh, all right. But yeah, so, John, like, I guarantee you, you and Michael probably have a much better experience watching the press conferences. Uh, so it also I'll, sucked this year because um, some GameStop idiot photocopied his past 700 times and sold it. Yeah, I heard he was selling like oh, 400 wow. bucks a pop out of his backpack, so they yep. had to check IDs at every door. Well, and here's the thing that pissed me off is they were doing random checks of exhibitor passes. And by random checks, I mean if you were in the left line, they checked your ID. If you were in the right line, they didn't. So but you know what happened? Point, you as you, soon you as stopped. everybody saw that the left line was being checked, everybody hustled to right. over to the right line. It was ridiculous was stupid furthermore <laughs> what the hell they have never had a problem with exhibitor passes outside of day three so i don't I know why they were checking id I, I i will say though that they scared i i personally know people like i i have enough like local gamer friends who have bought just straight up bought passes on craigslist to e3 and that you know they have like names like like johnny tang and like the, and they're like really like jose martinez and the, you know nobody checks nobody cares but I, I i will say that this year on the show floor it was a little lighter there were a little they fewer were, people they were checking names this year because yeah. i saw a few people that got stopped that it was um john and he was wearing jane smith's pass well did you hear about that story that we were seeing on the giant bomb show last night right the guy there? that got arrested yeah a guy got arrested for how many passes? 700, yeah, 700 fake passes? Yeah, that's what I was talking about. That's the GameStop idiot. Okay. So. I did yeah. not mind the fact that there were fewer GameStop passes running around this year because even though we gave out 1,200 dog plushes, people were really awesome about it and we didn't have any assholes this year. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Anna. <laughs> all right all right so does anyone have any questions for us since i'm pretty sure we monologued a bunch like any questions about like the experience what we saw i, some I mean highlights? for the basic run through check our day zero day one day three videos day two you mean day, day yeah day zero day there is no day two the day two <laughs> does not exist day two was a bad day and we didn't like the video that was created on that day so it's not going up yeah i, I think <laughs> Every, like, I, I was trying to explain this at the end of the show, like why we were all so grumpy for multiple reasons. He's like, Mr. Complainer. I'm like, this from the guy who was complaining that, that Namco was upstairs instead of downstairs for three hours. But anyway. Well, I didn't realize what happened is they probably already lost their booth space. Yeah, it was, they, it they was a bizarre show. On for a year the, or this, this year was interesting because there were a lot of booths that were empty and they were only there or empty or they had games that were already out. And they, the only reason why they kept their booth space was because if they didn't, they would lose priority and someone else could snatch it up from well, them. Well, I can tell you right it's now true. that there was a booth near Natsume, which I'm not going to name name of, but they were not supposed to be that empty. Konami? Yes. 
<laughs> no, you can't say yes after I'm not going to name Nemo. <laughs> everything, everything, everything is fine as long as after you've made the statement or comment, you add the phrase allegedly. Allegedly. Yes, yes allegedly. 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 Konami was, there tell me. It was a carpet be... and two walls. Yeah, allegedly there were supposed to be demo stations on one of those corners. Oh, Square Enix was the biggest waste of booth space. All of their games were already out or were going to be out in like in a week. Or um, the Warhammer game that they were showing people the the PowerPoint presentation. Of. Oh, the Warhammer thing. Like Square Enix had a terrible showing this year. Terrible showing. Terrible. 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 But you can tell they, they just needed to maintain their, their slot, their booth space. So they came and they spent the money because they may have something to show next year. Wow. I, the only thing I really cared about from that particular stable was anything to do with Final Fantasy XIV. Everything else was mm, Hey, gravy. there's gay marriage in Final Fantasy XIV now. Yeah, there is. Well, the, the marriage system hasn't been implemented yet. But yeah, the, it, when, it is being, when it is implemented, it will be done completely irrespective of character, race, and gender. This is a victory. So. Hooray! You know what's funny? On, on day two, which was the busiest day, like maybe wall-to-wall, like 10 to 15 different appointments... I think I played two games that day, and uh, <laughs> there are videos of me playing both of them. It was, it was a Tales of Zilli and Tale Hearts R, and you can watch the videos. It's not like I was happy playing them. <laughs> I did watch that video. <laughs> you expressed a whole lot of emotion. What was it about the spear? How long does your thing extend? As long as far as my heart does. Um, so I played three games where the objective was to not close off of the people you were fighting. Yay! <sighs> Only yeah, three? Only three. I, <laughs> I think Chris played more games than I did, but at the same time, I don't want to play the games he played. No, you don't. <laughs> oh. so Which guys, games you did you guys, play, yeah, Chris? Do you guys have like a quick rundown of the games that you played? Oh, I have a list. Need? I'm going yeah. to copy this into the Google Doc so you can oh, see. No. I actually wrote down... Thoughts of everything I don't remember I everything I played, but those I, I know those three games: Senran Bas, Senran Basara, or something like that. Senran, Senran Kagura, Senran Kagura, the like the third game in the you series. You went to Exceed, and then Senran Kagura. Um, I don't know, Delight Panic. I don't. It's some puzzle game version of it, and then the third one was uh, Akiba Strip, which is where you're an otaku who tries to take a job in Akihabara and. You wake up, okay. having been strapped to a hey. table, you return into a synthetic vampire. Michael's been to Japan. Let's discuss their Oh giveaway. my gosh, Michael. Or Manny. What the okay, heck? Okay, so let's, let's discuss this. Okay, so Akihabara's trip, Michael. The, uh-huh. the swag that they had at the booth was... Um, tissues. Tissues. Oh, like it was so funny. Let me tell this quick story. So I, I come up to Anna. And I was like, oh, look, this is what I got at the booth. Some tissues. They're so thoughtful. And then I, and she's like, oh, is that for the stripping game? And then I look at the package and I go, oh, oh. <laughs> oh. Now, I, I was laughing about this with the Natsume staff, but it turns out when you go to, to Akihabara, if you're not a gaijin, they actually hand out packages of tissues with store logos and promos on them so oh so we that's not on that not was. on any of the days i went we are you're a gaijin uh, yeah but gaijin. i could still see if people were being handed right tissues, so Anna. we are still 50 50 torn whether they gave away tissues for a wank game or whether they were trying to be true to akihaba for what it's worth akiba strip does not look um like it's meant to be a wank game 
Senran Kagura is expli- explicitly and purposely built to be such a game. There's no question with Sunrun Kagura. Like yeah, there's bouncing breasts that don't mechanics. make any sense physically. You should see. Uh, you should see Tom. Uh, Tom from Xseed posted uh, what could best be described as a surprisingly impassioned defense of Senran Kagura there, on Neogaf. Right, and I mean here is the great, thing: but is there's Senran no defense Kagura for that burst, game. And the whole Senran Kagura series is a fantastic deep no, fighting game. No, it is not. I but played this same... game. You're lying. You're lying. Stop lying. I'm not. You're lying. It is not a fantastic fighting game. You realize that they're gonna they're talking about adding this to Evo, right? I don't care. <laughs> Cause it's not even a fighting game. Yeah, it is. No, not the one I played. Well, the, you played like Bon Appetit, didn't you? No, Bon Appetit was the puzzle game. Okay. But and Senran Kagura whatever the hell it was <laughs> called was a action battler game like uh Dynasty Warriors. Right. But the games have actual depth to them. They also have giant jiggly tits. But I think that people... Oh, get... Burst is the first one that was on 3DS. Yeah. I think that's what you're thinking of. Yeah. And that is a side-scrolling battler, isn't it? And it is... I mean, Peeps, some... you are hung up on the boobies. No, I'm hung up on the fact that the game play was awful and it had terrible fan service at the same time. <laughs> this was not... I didn't play the 3DS we'll one. Agree I played the new one. On and one no, you didn't touch this game. If you had touched this game, you'd have walked away embarrassed to be associated with gaming. Okay. Well, uh, respectfully. The cosplayer was really nice. One. No, you didn't touch it. <laughs> you don't the know. Cosplay was nice. Yeah, the cosplay was nice. <laughs> it was... For an RPG-dedicated website, it was, uh, it was a light show, to say the least. Yeah, I, actually, like, I, like it has I, been every year for like 2009. Seriously, go to senron com and tell me that there's anything respectable about this game. There isn't. <laughs> it's a titties game. It just happens to be a titties game on top of a decent system. No. Did you play this game? I have been watching videos. Okay. Before. You haven't played this game. So don't tell you me know, how good it is. <laughs> I'm sure right. we'll get to this later, but I mean, that's the thing I learned the most out of this E3 is that. Like, man, everyone has their own particular set of opinions in the gaming industry. And, like, this E3, I felt like more than a lot of recent other ones, really sort of – like, this show catered to you in a way. Like, when I hear – and ask people, who won the press conference thing? Everyone has a different answer. When I say, what was the best yeah. game in the show? Outside of No Man's Sky, everyone has a different answer. Some people say this game was boring as hell. Other people loved it. I mean, like, this year, I, like, there's no big consensus. Everyone sort of feels I what they – I think they all had – fairly strong conferences i, I think I that's probably the most reasonable thing to say is if they all had strong ones but like you know some people are saying nintendo won easily other people are saying no 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 it was sony all the way other people are like no 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 it was microsoft so it's interesting like this year every there's no real consensus like whatever you're into there was a little bit there was enough of it at e3 that to get you satisfied except for rpg well even rpgs because they had the witcher and that was awesome <laughs> in dragon age yeah it was it was an okay demo did you get a <laughs> um, if you didn't like Western RPGs, you would be very dissatisfied with the show. I think. Yeah, yeah, but That's I mean, fair. why would you expect anything out of E3? Go to because there's usually something at E3. I mean, yeah, we were we we're counting on Square Enix for something. Yeah, they give us a trailer nothing. for a Final Fantasy you won't release in the U.S. for three and a half years after it comes out in Japan. Oh, you but know, don't so actually something. show us that trailer at E3. <laughs> no, of course not. So. Like I'll be, uh, we didn't know the trailer existed until we got back to like the hotel and we checked our Twitter feed. 
what type zero or Ajito or whatever? Yeah. Some there was yeah, something. I don't know. Yeah, we'll get to that. We still don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, there was big type zero. Well, they're both news, coming out. So no Vita. And then there's uh, a right. new announcement as well. Yeah. All they, right. So you they, and me, Chris. What was? Well, and the, we're we're gonna have to discuss this in the actual. Maybe uh, is now a good time to discuss the the type zero faux pas. Oh, sure. What's the Type Zero faux pas? So the PlayStation blog put up a post that says, Type Zero coming to Vita, and then Yay. in a couple minutes, delete, delete. Oops, Type Zero coming to PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah, whoops. So a lot of people so who thought it was going to be on the Vita are pissed now. Yeah, and so, number one, it was a portable game to begin with. Yeah, but that's only it? like seven people who have Vitas, so well, it doesn't no, matter. no, because it was a portable game to begin with, and I don't think anybody asked for it on the PS4 and Xbox One. <laughs> that and is weird that is, we're not getting the Vita version. Right, and now we have to wait for them to develop it for two other consoles. Like, bleh. So I ooh, kind of, I'm just are, kind of like... Uh, all right. right. Before I forget, Chris, let me ask you. And this is coming from someone who owns Final Fantasy Type Zero on the PSP. You don't want it on your uh, on your uh, iOS or Android device with free to play <laughs> mechanics. No. <laughs> and I, I have also, enough Square Enix games like that. And I don't even have a PS4 yet. Yeah. I hear it's an average game at best. Anyway. Yeah, it's not like we're hearing people say they should go out and import Type Zero. Um, I know Mac Storm did, but. For has to die. Me. All right, let me ask you a question, really quick. Yep. Before I forget, what mm-hmm. was what was the best RPG you played at E3? Um, there wasn't one. I don't remember playing any RPGs. Um, so oh, wait, well. by default, mm-hmm. Borderlands. Yeah, sure. I guess Borderlands the pre sequel wins as the only playable RPG that I was able to get my hands on. All right, all right. Did, so did I, I play I something I, else that I've forgotten? I mean, what am I forgetting? I played one, two, three, four, five RPGs at the show. Do, do we count the Harvest Moon battle royale? I mean, oh god, that's in the minds of everybody. Yeah, I mean, okay, I, I, I played five RPGs and I I played two and a half sort of like RPG related games. But what were so the two the, and a half? Well, I, I really only played around with the menu point. <laughs> So I don't. I don't think I counts that I actually played it. I moved the cursor on it. What are the two and a half? <laughs> okay. The, oh, the two and a half is a uh, Hyrule Warriors. That is not an RPG. No, I said related RPG. Okay. Related right. Hyrule Warriors, and even Denzel is still not an RPG. <laughs> so, but How still. is it related? It's Zelda and Dynasty Warriors. No, be uh, you know, it's it's a, it's something that would. That's be... That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but I it's know a, we'll end up covering related it. Related to something RPG Gamer covers. Yeah. Yeah. So it's something that would fit like in the elements column. You know, if someone wants to write about it and give me the copy and I'll put it in there. Oh, I played Kingdom Hearts 2. That's right. That's oh, that's right. You did, didn't you? Yeah. And you played Thether Rhythm. Um, that's not that's an R- RPG. No, RPG related. Okay. That's how that's how bad the show was. We need to get like RPG, RPG related. Things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is some leveling up of your characters in there. Well, not in what I did, but um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Borderlands as being the best one I played still. Yeah, because right, right, Kingdom so- Hearts 2 battle was terrible. So the five I played were the two Tales of Zillia two and Tales of Hearts R, uh, Lords of the Fallen, uh, and uh, Borderlands the pre sequel for like maybe less than ten minutes, and then Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor for an hour. And the sad, oh, and then the other side one related is the Witcher adventure game. Uh, and the funny thing is, it seems like RPG Gamer doesn't even really cover I'm sorry, what Middle is Earth the Witcher Adventure game. It's the board game that they're making into uh, that they're going to be testing the God Galaxy service with. 
Okay. You know, the, the, right. the multiplayer, it's, it, they've, it's really looks interesting. They recreated the board game perfectly in like this digital format. So it's like, a, I mean, you know how Hearthstone, you open up the set and it's on a, like a little table in the end. They did the same thing with the board game. You're on like a little table. There's a tankard in the corner and you're actually moving like the little pieces that look like Geralt and the other right, people right, and right, you're right. spinning dice. Of course, it was so confusing. Only like Ooh. five minutes. Forward there was another it. RPG I played, Final Fantasy oh. 14. I did the, um, oh, that's the Leviathan right. you, challenge. Oh my gosh, won, Michael, Leviathan is hard. Um, did oh, you do it, it day one or day two? Uh, when was our Square Enix appointment? Day one. Day no, one. Day two. Okay, so they tweeted at the beginning of day two, we're sorry for yesterday. We realized the challenge was a little too hard. It's going to be easier today. So Chris. they told us we were playing... What? <clears throat> you got, they robbed you of a shirt. Well, they told us we were playing on, um, quote-unquote, harder difficulty. It was harder than hard, but not as hard as extreme or insane or whatever the highest is extreme extreme okay. yeah so it was harder which is very hard to do when you have like a bunch of people who don't know each other and have barely played the game ever and uh, well, they can't, the problem they... was is you know you are paying you're playing with people who are like okay now how do i do this again and yeah. you know they just don't have the muscle memory they don't have the mechanics down well, and yeah, nobody sure knows when to use the limit break either you know, Michael, to that point, they had so many leftover I Beat Leviathan shirts by the end of E3 as I was walking out and when the show floor closed. It's funny. They forgot to announce that the show floor was over, so everyone was hanging out like long past 5 p.m. Yeah. But anyway, as I was walking past the Square Enix booth, uh, uh, is it Naoki Yoshida, the main guy? Yeah, the yeah, yeah, Yoshida. Yeah, he was there, and he was autographing a bunch of shirts because they had so many <laughs> left over because so few people beat the beat the challenge. There's like, okay, we're just giving out shirts. Get in line. He'll he'll autograph it for you. Here you go. Oh, and you didn't get me one. The show was done, man. You didn't beat the challenge. You didn't deserve it, Michael. You know, I didn't do the Titan Challenge at PAX either. I just walked up to Yoshida. I did and, that. That and... sucked too. I lost on that as well. Yeah, and I just said, hey. Yeah, I want some shirts. He's like, do you want to fight by Titan? I'm like, I can do that at home. He's like, okay, here you go. <laughs> it oh. did make me want to get back into playing 14, though. I want to do those battles. They're fun. Yeah, um, it's 14. I'm waiting for 2-3, mostly. Oh, okay. 2-2 two, two is kind of a grind. So when 2-3 comes out later uh, in July, then I'll come back. Okay. I've sort of half got back into it, I guess. <laughs> you, by which you mean you're playing 11. No, I'm not playing 11. No, oh, I gave up on 11, jeez. Well, there's a new summer patch. Yes, yeah. I know. I do still occasionally log in because I get free shit for doing so. Yeah, but who cares? It's stuff you don't even care about. Well, it, it is. You could but... say that about any game, Michael. No, no, no. I mean, like, the stuff they're giving away, it's not like it really helps you. It's just oh, okay. crap for your house and things like that. And I'm like, oh, I don't house. care anymore. Or, you know, the the uh, it allowed the last login campaign allowed me to finish off my Imperian armor set for my summoner, which I hadn't done. Uh... Oh, see. I I have seven Imperian armor sets and oh I don't God. want any more. <laughs> yeah, well, I never. I was terrible at getting seals to drop. So okay, okay, I just okay, okay. For the sorry, sorry. To do no, it. no more 11 casts. Sorry. All right, let me All go. Right. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All you have to do. Was pair up with a dancer and you get whatever you want. Uh-huh. <sighs> so back to the best it. games I played at the show. Uh, uh, oh, my best game that I played in the show, hands down, I drew a red box. Pound iDarb. It was the oh, most so fun the best experience game, I had. That was okay. the best game I played at the show. But it was right, also right. the best game suited and most suited for the experience of playing a game at the show, which is less than 10 minutes to play, right? I guess so. And we got in a full match with halftime and show and everything, and it was really fun. So, all right. Yeah. So let me give you the best RPG I played at the show, yeah. which is 
strangely enough, uh, a game that they call an RPG, but it seems like RPG Gamer doesn't cover. I, I'd say Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor. I mean, Wolf said in the chat, looks surprisingly competent. It's more than competent. It's actually like a surprisingly good game, and the Nemesis system works, and it's interesting. Uh, there's a there's a light skill tree in there, and uh, like runes that you can upgrade your weapons. It's like a, it's more RPG. It's it's still a light RPG, but it's still there. You're still leveling. Your enemies level up too, um, but it's still very light in that sense. But it was still probably the best RPG I played at the show. I liked it more than than the pre sequel. It was a present surprise, and I got to spend a lot of time with it and learn the systems and really explore this kind of world. And it works. I mean, the, I won't go too long into Nemesis, and we have a lot of stuff to talk about. But uh, yeah, that was a fun surprise. Um, Lords of the so, Fallen. Hold on. So they didn't have Witcher Three playable. Not no. for us. No. 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 Not for anybody. No. Okay. Okay. As long as when you say no, when you go not for us, and then I'm like, what? You guys couldn't get it. I'm, I'm no, not I, for anybody. I, I have not heard of anyone having been able to play it. Okay. No, no. And I think we have a pretty good relationship. Everybody knows with... that would have been RPG of the show. Oh yeah, hands down. <laughs> pretty much, because it was doing the stuff Dragon Age was trying to do it, except better. So, except yeah, like if, if you would have asked me, like the best RPG we saw but did not play, easily The Witcher Three. Yeah. Nice. Um. Wait. The best game I played, period, I think is the Valiant Hearts. You know, that was the, the World War One dog game. The dog talks. <laughs> it was pretty good. Like, I didn't realize I, I didn't, it was the dog talking. I didn't see the I didn't see the trailer at all because we didn't get invited to Ubisoft. I didn't have time to watch it. So I I no expectations going in. I just saw this empty booth, this empty space, because no one I guess no one at E3 cares about a World War One game that's like respectful <laughs> and historically accurate. It looks so depressing, stuff. Manny. That's the problem. No, it was so pleasant. It was great. Okay. It was so resp- it was just like this nice change of pace to see a war game that actually treated the subject matter with like with with the severity and the gravity. It was it, it looked really nice. Like legitimately I was like surprised that I sat there and I played for like <laughs> like for like maybe like 20, 30 minutes, I played the whole demo. You actually emailed me during that uh, about how Atlas <laughs> messed up our appointment. But I didn't get an answer because I was playing Valiant Hearts. That works. So yeah, it was it was the probably the most interesting thing I played at the show. Uh, Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor. Uh, it was a game that I was interested in before. And after playing it, I'm, pro- I'm going to get it for sure. Uh I think we have to see a little bit more about the side quests and the leveling system and the skill trees and more. They weren't talking about that. All they were showing is like the, the freeform nemesis system where you can kill a guy or or um, plant spies in there and, you know, you kill one guy and then another guy replaces him. You know, that I'm sure you've seen it all a hundred times. I have. But yeah. yeah, so hopefully we'll see that it's much more of an RPG and it's something we could recommend to people on the site who are into that. But I mean, it was interesting, but like I, like I said, I don't, I don't know. How much of an RPG? It, it's an RPG. I just don't know if it's deep enough for our audience here. Okay. Which is a, it's a strange thing to say. You know what I mean? Um, so. I think you're. I think. Am I overthinking? It's not it? an RPG. They say it on the site, action RPG, but it's just very light and, and in the background. That used to be our our policy coverage. Uh, is it they say it's an RPG? If they call it an RPG, then we cover it. Okay. We it's cover, well, no, no. If they called an RPG, we covered it until we got to play for ourselves. Ah, okay. Eco. <laughs> mm. They called Eco an RPG. Yep. They did. And they gave us a PS2, so we covered it. <clears throat> huh. They actually like, gave us PS2s to give away, and then we and we're like, um, but it's not an RPG anymore. That's okay. Oh, 
Before I forget, I saw Dead Island too. I saw the presentation for that. If anyone's interested in that, tell me about. Oh, I Manny, you're such a big yeah. fan of Dead Island, so I want to. I want to hear you tell me about Dead Island too. Dead Island is interesting. I mean, it's really interesting in that they basically split that game in two. And what I mean by that is, so the first part of the game, the, the resort island that had like that really bright, colorful tone and it had a little bit more sense of humor to it. It was a bit lighthearted and it was a little bit more open. So you're going to go explore. You can get in the car and drive around. And it was just a little sillier. Th- that game, that part of the game is becoming Dead Island 2. Now, the the other half, when you're in the city and you're scaling things and it becomes darker and grimmer and there's like things running after you and chasing you, that became Dying Light. So it's like Tech Techland split those two games in half. Dying Light's the more serious one with parkour and like more intense action. And then the first half of that game is becoming Dead Island 2 and it's a lot funnier, lighter. And as a matter of fact, they're expanding on the tropical vibe by doing like a, all of like Southern California, like Venice Beach and like all along the beachfront and uh, and some parts of San Francisco and a little bit in the middle. So it's like California got became this quarantine zone and you go in there as an as a – as a um, you have an immunity to the zombie virus and you go in there as like a zombie hunter and you're getting into all this weird stuff and they play a lot more of the mechanics so like there's like a zombie launching system and you can compete to see how far you launch a zombie there's more vehicles uh there are more sillier weapon there's sillier weapons you can craft on the fly like just any they said i think they're they're calling it the any weapon anywhere system craft anything anywhere if you have the materials for it so, so there's more of a sense yeah yeah dead rising too so everything I was saying about this was Dead Rising 2. I mean, Kyle, California. you're talking about Dead Island, right? Or, oh, yes, Dead Island. But it sounds a lot like Dead Rising. Did I say Dead Rising first? Okay, Super Dead Ultra Island 2. Super Ultra Dead no, 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 Rising, no, no. Hyper that, Fighting that, 3D plus <laughs> Alpha. <laughs> Not that you sound like you, – you didn't say Dead Rising. The gameplay itself kind of sounds like Dead Rising. Oh, no, no. It is still very much – okay. it is still very much first-person Dead Island. It's just uh, they're just expanding a lot more in the first resort area. It, it doesn't really – from what I saw, it doesn't look like it plays like Dead Rising. And there are not as that many enemies on the screen and you're not it, – it's not like that crazy ridiculous. But it's definitely a lot sillier and funnier as you saw with the tone of the trailer. Yeah. So, you know, it sounds like they understood the mistakes of the last game by because the, that, that, the game kind of got kind of crappy after you left the resort area. And even as the resort area dragged on, as it got as the game got narrow and narrower, and like you went from from the resort to the to the streets to the sewer to the prison, and it just got more confined, and all the stuff you loved slowly went away further and further from. But it seems like they just realized, okay, actually, this game's a little schizophrenic. Let's turn one into this, one into that, one serious, one's funny, and they're, they're turning up the RPG mechanics. Each guy has like more unique special abilities, more level up, so. It seems like they they legitimately heard the criticisms, and if they can make that first part, that's the only part I liked it on. If they can make that part better and funnier and have more personality, more unique, I'm, I'd be all for it. But we'll see if they deliver. Oh, <laughs> how could I miss this? They're the first game in history to motion capture a cat. What? They they showed a little know picture. That? They put a little picture of – they saw a little picture of a cat with little balls on him. <laughs> they motion captured him. But he was just sitting there because he's a cat. So. Anyway, they were very proud of that. All right. Any questions? Dead Island 2? 
Nope. No. John? No. Nobody? Okay. No. Sorry, what? No, I don't Very care about that. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, well, we're done. All right, well, I talked about it. <clears throat> okay, Lords of the Fallen. I'll talk about that really quickly. Um, Lords of the Fallen, have you guys familiar with this one? No. Uh, the, the, no. You, like, one of the lead producers of The Witcher left CD Projekt, go start a new studio, and their, and their new game is Lords of the Fallen? No, it's see when I first saw the game last year, I took their appointment. The game looked very different. It, it looked like this unique take where it was like you were getting to a series of duels, sort of like Infinity Blade or Tekken, and the guy it was like these very tactical fights where you versus this guy, you're sidestepping and you're blocking and you're rolling out of the way and you're parrying this guy's attacks. But it looked like a dark medieval feel. So what it is this? Like Dark Siders really, art style, um, trying to do Dark Souls. Yeah. Exactly. That's what it looked like. Thank you. Like big guys, with big shoulder that's pads. That's what I'm seeing. I'm watching the video right now, the 2014 stage demo, and that's what it looks oh, like. Oh, no, 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 no. But earlier, go earlier than that, though. Oh, that, okay. I mean, it looked, the, the enemies looked like that as well. But in, the, in that year, since I, and they were talking about how it was like very freeform. There's like no st- strict classes. It's more about what weapon you used, unlock different, like open the class to you. So if you're using this kind of weapon, you'll have this kind of skill tree. That's all changed. Like everything I saw in 2013. They threw out the window, and so now, now they're just, even more Dark Souls. It, it, it's straight up just a Dark Souls clone, and not a very good one. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah it's it's weird though, because I felt like they had such a unique thing, and like I, I when I saw them before, it's like I know you can't be Dark Souls, so they're 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 leaning in even heavier into the combat, and like they kept on bringing up this Tekken comparison, like oh, it's like Tekken and it's a little bit of Borderlands, because each class has like a special ability. Well, and, okay, so there's a there's a um a niche that I think could be filled by having a quote-unquote easier version of Dark Souls? It's not easy, though. Okay. It was brutal. It was... <laughs> everyone I saw was dying, like, every five seconds okay. in this thing. Okay, so they are, if they're going straight up so for Dark, Dark Souls, Souls, then they need to... They've got to yeah. have that gameplay quality of Dark Souls because that's the combat, what makes it work. Like, the thing that impressed me so much last year with that really tactical combat where it's like it really is like this Infinity Blade duel versus you and this enemy. And it was talking about how it might get more difficult if there's two of them and you're going to be like knocking one away from you while you're dealing with the other one. Mm-hmm. That's gone. It's just like like deformed, ugly zombie monsters coming after you. And you're just like and you're just rolling like a madman. And then and you don't think you're judging this game based off of the demo last year too much? No. No, okay. no, no. You don't understand, though. It's like they showed me this presentation of what they were going at the game. Okay. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. Then he even – there's an interview with this. I mean I, I'm going over the stuff that I remember from the demo with them. Okay. And he's like saying, oh, so you haven't seen it since? Yeah, a lot has changed since then. He even says as much during our interview. Yeah, a lot has changed. And it's not that I'm judging it too much. I just thought that what I saw before looked interesting. And what I saw now looks much less interesting. Wow, this really is Dark Souls. You've acquired your lost experience. Like, you have to go yeah. find your corpse run and all that. None hmm. of that was there in the thing before. It seems like they, they realized Dark Souls hit it big. Wow. Maybe we should be more like Dark Souls. It's got the same potion system? Yeah. Jeez. I was very... I was disappointed because I felt like they were taking a risk the other way. And it just seems like, oh, well, risk is hard and expensive <laughs> and costly. So let's just make another Who's Dark Souls. Who's making this? Uh, CD something, CDI, CD. Let's say it's on the CDI. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who it is. It, it's, it's a. I think it's a German company. I don't remember. Right. Uh, that I guess that was my big impression from it. It's just, it just felt like a like a sloppy Dark Souls. 
Well, that's an RPG, though, at least. That's another yeah, one. Yeah, it was, but I hated it. But okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely hated it. Borderlands was... We both played this one. It's uh, Borderlands with uh, light gravity. Yeah. Um, the moon mechanic is all right. I'm I'm worried about it might get old over the course of an entire game. The air thing kind of got annoying, to be honest. Even in the short time I was oh, playing. Oh, I didn't. It didn't. Wasn't annoying for me. I never ran out of air. So. Oh, because I kept on boosting around. Oh, okay. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna boost out of the way of this rock. I'm boosting over here to so make the jump. Like, oh, you're out of air. I'm like, well, why are you giving me a boost? But anyway. <laughs> it was interesting. I mean, did you? I played as the lady with the captain america shield and i was like blocking stuff and throwing it at people to finish them off um did you play the guy yeah no that's who i played with but i didn't really get i didn't realize i was throwing a shield i, I just used it as a finishing melee attack and then i eventually upgraded into the charge tree and used that a bit and i found that to be better um yeah. where you charge forward and just finish them off um yeah i don't know so uh uh, let's just do two more. We'll hit three more quick things, and then any, please, anyone has a question, just jump in there, interrupt us. I, I, I hate monologuing. Um, <laughs> so, Chris, what did you think of Dragon Age Inquisition? Um, I thought it looked good. Uh, it, interesting story stuff. I'm worried. I'm not going to spoil the end of the story stuff. I'm worried if the if they go that direction with the game, that it's just going to be kind of what the hell are you doing to your characters? But um, if uh, if it holds up, it looks like uh, it's going to go in into an interesting direction and hopefully wrap up all this dar- uh, Dragon Age stuff. Um, and you get to fight a, uh, a dragon battle, which during the demo looked a lot better than it did during the press conference. In the press conference, it looked like a very generic MMO-style dragon battle. Take out the yeah. feet, then it'll fall over, then you can attack it for a while. And while it is that in the in the game, it didn't feel slow like an MMO version of that battle. Um, so it, it seemed okay. <laughs> And it seemed like the tactical system was a little bit lighter than um, it was. But in it's the more game. present in drag than it is in Dragon Age Two. That's for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. And so but it, it seems like it's like halfway it between good. Dragon Age One and Dragon Age Two, or, or yeah, some somewhere like, between the two, I guess. Yeah. Like it seems like for most people, what you're gonna be doing the tactical system, like in that dragon fight, is you're gonna plant your archer over here and you say keep shooting and you're going to plant your mage over here and you say keep casting magic while you jump back into the more action oriented combat with your your main guy. Which is fine. It seems like, yeah, it seems like you're, you're a lot more setting up those kind of things than you are, like, pausing every five minutes, like maybe a Baldur's Gate or something. But it looks great. I mean, I, they were very careful not to use, and Chris noticed this too, they were very careful not to use the words open world. They said big areas, open areas, open uh-huh. zones. Like, this area is bigger than the entirety of Dragon Age 2, or Dragon Age 1, rather, um, because, which is good. Because people really didn't like how closed the world was in Dragon Age 2. So you're going to have a lot more room in areas and environments and stuff. So yeah, yeah. But that's an improvement. I, I was, but I it's not like a, the, if you see it, you can go here thing. Yeah, yeah. I have a distinct feeling that when you go to the desert open area, you're going to be loading, up, loading into a new zone. And, which, if you person, recall, so. Nintendo showed a Zelda game, which is, if you see it, you can go here. That was the theme of the show, wasn't it? Everyone said, if you, if you see that in the mountain in the distance, you can go there. <laughs> That was the theme of the show, yeah. Now that that was Zelda like the game might actually the- almost be an RPG for the first time in a long time. <laughs> that might be awesome. That'll be interesting. Yeah. I wish they'd showed us more. <laughs> I'm a little worried, though, because your first open world game can always be kind of hard. Yeah. So, I, you know, it, it's easy to make this big world that's just kind of empty. Or, like, or worse, the worst sin is, like, remember Far Cry 
was it three or Far Cry? No, Far Cry Two, where they had the respawning enemies, so you couldn't go anywhere. Ugh, that stinks. Yeah, just like you would drive like five minutes. Oh, we're getting ambushed by security guards. Okay, we kill these guys. Let's go five more. Oh, <laughs> but. Yeah, Dragon Age looks interesting. Well, like, let me give you a quick example. Like, one of the funny things they said is that, uh, say, you have a quest to go hunt bears. If you kill too many bears, eventually the bears in that zone will disappear and they'll get replaced with other monsters or enemies. Or if you're in oh, a zone, right, right, right. The- you could actually yeah. deplete the population of bears in that area. And then, um, as you, but also while you are influencing the area and doing quests and stuff, your soldiers will start to populate the area, um, and enemies. Yeah, you'll see will your decrease, banners along so. the road. They're as trying to make a living world, so that's neat. Yeah, and they're doing a good job. And it didn't feel as, as vast as Epic. They tried that but it didn't in feel Wak-Fu. like. How did it go? Hmm? In Wakfu, I don't know. None of us played it. <laughs> okay. And it's I not them who tried. It was a different company. <laughs> huh? Yeah. You're, you're asking about a different company's game. <laughs> no, I know, but I'm I'm wondering. They say that if you deplete the population of bears, whatever oh, you're the bear right, hunting they gets did say more that in right? Yes. Yeah. I that. So there is there is that exact mechanic in Wakfu. If you, uh, it's not exact. I think they come back in Wakfu. No, they come back pretty quickly. Do they? Yeah. Because oh, yeah. originally when we were talking, yeah, well, with them they found like out that doesn't work. Twenty eleven or twenty twelve, they were like, what? yeah, they can just go extinct. Well, but the thing is, yeah. it's an MMO, and, and other people need those someone materials. Someone else screws you up, and then yeah. you're like, oh, now I can't get any more sheep because someone killed them all, and they're like, no. wait, that's stupid. Yeah, because yeah. this is single player, exactly. that is interesting. Single player opens that up better. Yep. Can you imagine though that if you have to think about whether you're going to do like the collect five pelts quest or like the collect twenty pelts quest? You're like, I could do that, but that would mess up the ecology of this whole region for everybody, and there might be consequences down well, the but road. But they need to give great. you an incentive for keeping the ecology balanced, though. Is if they're missing that, there's it's just going to be a, an annoyance. And just putting oh. an annoyance in the game with no benefit yeah. for adhering to it is pointless. It just. But could you imagine though, like, unfun. say you decrease the population of bears, but the bears were keeping this monster in check, or yeah. these monsters in check, and now they're attacking villages because you killed the bears that were keeping these predators in check, or something. That would be great. Like actual consequences to your to the mundane quest line. So. Uh, it looks like a fun, interesting game. Like the stuff that you – let me put it this way. If you don't care about open worlds, if you don't care about I can – I see a battle below me on the cliff face and I'm going to go down to join the battle and then go into town. You don't care any about that stuff. There's still going to be a huge cast of characters that you can romance or be, make your best friends. You get to, I'm guessing you build up a, a base with all your stuff. So if that's what you care about, well, I think Liana's that's going to be back and all that and yeah. But you don't like the direction you're going with the characters necessarily. Um, I I can't really explain that without spoiling stuff okay. from the demo, and I don't want to do that to people. But at least that stuff is there. So if, if that's what you come for for Bioware, that's all going to be there. Um, so I will say, you guys are saying, well, Zelda hasn't done open a world, but Wind Waker was pretty open. It was, uh, but it was also... But, but it, it wasn't was truly. It was, it was zoned. Empty. I mean, that was... <clears throat> But it was zoned, but it was still, if you see it, you can go there. That's still the same premise. We're not but saying you couldn't see anything. You had to sail forever so in the distance. <laughs> Eventually, you could see something, maybe. I don't know. In the HD version, All I'm right. seeing things. Well, like whatever. Required. There's going to be right. a lot more things to go to in this one. I think so. my problem with Wind Waker was this, the only, like, rarely would you come up like, nice things. Mostly it was, like, maybe, like, sharks who were harassing. Like, sometimes you just wanted to sail, and I just kept on getting harassed by those helico- those pineapples. I just don't count it if 75% of what you could see is open water. Because like who I said, wants to I go there? It, I think in the HD version, they've made it so you can see, see farther. Because it seems like 
I can but see, really, like, they're like, it, go south. And I look south, and but, it's already there. But, Michael, and I look at the remember map that you're not actually going there and then climbing that island. You're going there and then entering a completely different island environment. And so what you see while you're moving around the overworld is not what you get. You know, I'm not going to guarantee. He said you could go on the mountain. He didn't say you could, you know, re-climb He did say it. that the yeah. dungeons were there, though, right? And you could approach the dungeon from any angle, so they have to account for that? Well, we'll see. Well, yeah. They, yeah, what they said was you could do them in any order, but I'm still thinking, yeah, there are a lot of dungeons in the earlier Zelda games I could have done in any order, except for the sheer fact the monsters would have ripped me out. Well, it's not just order. He said you can approach a dungeon from different directions, which could possibly be a different experience yeah. in the dungeon. Yeah, I mean, if he's talking about things like you can do the dungeons in any order, he's talking about, like, Link Between Worlds. Yeah. I don't know. I think he's talking about a painting, and I haven't seen a game yet. <laughs> Good point. I agree. I mean, <laughs> let me show, show me some actual <laughs> gameplay, and then I'll, I'll get excited. Well, we're sh- yeah, I'm sh- I'm streaming the the gameplay right now on our on our live stream from oh from Dragon Age. Oh, you want it from Zelda? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I guess we should talk about our, our game of the of the show that we didn't get. We to don't touch have a the, game of the show. Uh, I'm totally gonna send you an email like in an hour. Give me your top three things that we're going to write up for the... No. Wait, haven't you guys already done your write-ups? No. No. We've been... Okay, so it's our usual E3 coverage. Yeah. Three weeks later, here's E3 coverage. (laughs) It's it's hard by yourself. (laughs) We did lots of videos and stuff. It's YouTube.com slash RPGamer, D-O-T-C-O-M. You can hear most, all of what we've been talking about here, right there on the E3 coverage. We also have some really cool interviews, like uh, the Pillars of Eternity interview recently just went up. I saw that. I'll talk about it briefly, um, now that the embargo's up. I think there's only one thing that got recorded um, that I won't be able to put up, and and I think that's an interview I did with with X-Seed. Yeah, to turn out badly? No, it was audio only, and you can barely hear it, and... um, I would say, and I don't even know how comfortable we are putting up stuff that I do with with either Natsume or Exceed right now. <laughs> That's fine. Just throw it up there <laughs> now. But I'll tell you quickly about Pillars of Eternity. Um, I was really impressed with what I saw. It, it looks new and old oh, at the same oh, time. Oh, Michael, uh, yes, Sonia is working for. It was doing PR at Exceed's booth this year. Yeah, they were. She's Sonya's back at in one PR now. No, well, she's. One PR is nothing but a collection of freelancers during E3. Okay. Well, that, that she was at Exceed, so it was good to see her. Which is weird because she's not actually doing any of the PR for Exceed. It's still Brian. Oh, yeah. God. That's what? what I just said. Yeah. During E3, <laughs> people talk to one PR. They pick up the freelancers in the area, and they all run PR during E3. No, no, no. Sonia works at one PR. Inside baseball. Nobody knows who Sonia is. Check her Twitter. She does not. I've seen her do one PR emails outside and of the know what? Becky I have no idea who this is. That Jenny Sonia, was actually... Sonia Im used to work for Square Enix. Yeah, she she's someone we, we know from Square Enix. Hey I just wanted fight. to point out. Yeah, I just wanted to hey tell Michael fight. and, and Anna wants yes. to have a fight over I, where People are saying, like, tell me about the video game. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, we must talk like, about PR women that nobody cares yeah. about. Yeah. Anna and Michael can hash this out <laughs> offline. I don't care where Sonya works. I'm just saying she was at XC. So, and I thought that was Pillars cool. of Eternity. So, well, that's good she was there. I want to hear about this Pillar of Eternity stuff. When does the embargo end? It's done. I was trying to tell you right now. Oh, well, tell me oh, about hey, it. Pillars. <laughs> okay, so there's an interview up with me and Josh Sawyer, the project lead. Uh, it was a pretty good interview. I was really into it, which is a nice surprise <laughs> no, sometimes. I mean, when you I get like that a, it was a good interview. You're the one who did the interview. 
<laughs> no, no. Sometimes it you was get a fabulous interview. No, I it's just sometimes you get people who, who give you one-word responses yeah. or just and they no, don't really. There's not like a really back and forth or a flow. So this one, I was it was pleasantly surprised. He's got a guy's a nice guy, nice personality. So it was a pretty good interview. That's what I meant by that part. Okay. But uh, so Pills of Eternity is looking great. It looks both old and new at the same time. There, it's very much looks like an Infinity Engine game, but like brand new on Unity, uh, high res. Uh, it was interesting. So they're doing a lot of like theater of the mind kind of stuff because you know it's a, I, I think it was a smaller budget sort of Kickstarter game. So they'll have these sort of interstitial scenes with maybe like like on the left side of the screen there'll be some dialogue and on the right side there'll be like a drawing. So like maybe for example it'll show someone like it'll show like a etched drawing of someone getting water from the river and I'll be like you go to the river and you gather you gather water to quench your thirst blah 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 as you get as you drink the water you notice blah 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 on the floor and you you can maybe select the dialogue choice underneath and then it'll you'll select your choice and there'll be like another little one like showing maybe someone on dead on the floor with like an arrow in their back you notice this arrow in the back and blah blah you know so you can imagine just like this kind of little painted scenes for you. you use a lot more of your imagination there's a lot more dialogue but you still get some choices in how those scenes play out and it's interesting because it lets them do these more sort of it lets them do more that in, the, in terms of storytelling and sort of oh. like classic Baldur's Gate storytelling you're just talking and talking can I just ask you a question Manny is Fine. this the Bioware game I actually want instead of Dragon Age 3 um <laughs> Do you like the old Baldur's Gates game? Yes. Yeah. Then yes, absolutely. Good. Done. Sold. Done. Where do I sign up? I'm excited for this one too. Oh, wait, wait. well, there's some good things though. <laughs> is I was it, tell is you, it like... using the Infinity Engine? <clears throat> Not at all. Oh. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, so so you already convinced two people on the podcast that it's a good thing, and then you're like, but wait, there's but wait, good things. I have more to tell you. This is <laughs> well, called overselling say... in business. It's a very bad idea. <laughs> he didn't yes. convince yet. Because I, it's one of those things I have been looking forward to a long time. But if he's got extra new tidbits of info, I would be interested in hearing him. Well, one thing I found very interesting was that at the beginning of the game, you just don't create your character in the character creation screen. In the character creation screen, as you interact with your early party in this caravan, you're sort of revealing parts about your past. So someone will ask you, "So what did you do in your past life?" And you have like a like based on your background selections and your alignment and your race, you have like a set of like maybe seven different options that go along with that. So like as you're going through these early scenes and you're talking to people, you're further fleshing out your character's story and background that sort of like further influences how people interact with you and deal with you. So, I mean, you're still building your character even as the game progresses. It's not like this one thing where here's my character, here's my race, let's get the story going. So I like that, that you're still sort of building your character up even as you play. In both, both uh, phys- you know, both in your stats and your your abilities, but also uh, who you are in that world, and they seem to be. Um, they were, he talked about how the game is going to be pretty large. Um, it's going to be bi- bigger than Baldur's Gate one, but not but quite as big as Baldur's Gate. Huh? Wait, it's going to be bigger than Baldur's Gate one, but not as big as Baldur's Gate two. Yeah. Hmm. Baldur's, Baldur's Gate 2 is really massive. huge. It yeah. is really massive. big, so that's probably and if okay. If you had the expansion, it's like another full game to Yeah, it. good point. I don't need a hey, 200-hour game. Baldur's Gate 1 was still pretty huge, too. So you can imagine, yeah. like, right out of the gate, this I mean, this big game. And he's talking about how there's, like, a lot of replay value because they want you to go in. Like, even just in the early part, even if you pick the same character with the same race, with the same background, based on your early decisions, you can still have, like, different outcomes. And there's going to be, like, a lot of the... Like, lots of old-school moments where you can choose... 
like maybe set up camp for the night over here and that'll have a different effect or we need to run away so let's just keep going now uh very tactical combat like all the stuff you really expect from an old school infinity engine game but like in a in a new setting with new graphics with a sort of new gameplay mechanics and new menu systems so it looks great i mean if i don't think anyone who back who kickstarted this is going to be disappointed Okay. All right. So, yeah, I was it. sad about missing out and seeing that. That was one of my things. I was we didn't see a ton, to. though. To be fair, it was like a quick thirty-minute presentation that went like really fast. But uh, there is I'm some, sure they're gonna some sh- footage on e- on YouTube now, like their PC Steam HD. Oh wait, that's from five months ago. Never mind. Where is this thing? Why isn't it up yet? Yeah, hmm. I thought they were. I thought the reason why it was embargo is because they wanted to post it for the backers too. I guess. But, oh. Okay. Did they have um? They didn't give us B roll or anything, did they? Uh we have a trailer. Yeah, that's all we got. Mm. <laughs> trailer. I want. I want thirty minute gameplay demo. <laughs> trailer. It's interesting. Though. Hey, I, mean, okay. I like that. They're not, I want to point out that if you search for Pillars of Eternity twenty fourteen, we are the second result. Yeah, we have, we have three times the views of the first result too. <laughs> Good, yeah. good. It's a good interview. I mean, it, the game is. I was really pleasantly surprised. I mean, that Unity engine is popping up everywhere, and every time I see it, it's doing like really different things. So it's great. Isn't the Unity engine just the one that converts your code into different formats? What is the game they talk about at five twenty? Uh, Baldur's Baldur's Games. Games. <laughs> that was funny. Um, so. Uh, you look like you're wearing an Xbox hat, by the way, Manny, in this. You have this green and white hat. But uh, no. Obsidian is doing this thing now? They're just yeah. completely in charge of this stuff? It's it, it's their oh, universe. That, it was Obsidian's Kickstarter, right? Yeah. Okay, so the, they've got their own IP. Yay, good for them. Yeah. Right. And it's going to be Mac, Mac, Windows, Linux oh, later this year. Yeah. Uh, it seems like they're pretty much content complete, and they're just polishing and fixing it up. So... Well, they're doing that in the new Torment. <coughs> no, uh, that is Wasteland 2. Oh, it is Wasteland. Is it? That's right. It's uh, in exile. They're doing that's right. So in exile is Wasteland 60 2. $60. For, if you buy for it right now, it's on Wasteland sale 2. for $42. Oh, Wasteland 2 is $60. Yeah, yeah. we were what talking about What was Obsidian doing? I thought it was Pillars and something else. No, Obsidian is doing those two new free to play MMOs, the tank one. No, Obsidian uh, was yeah. pulled into some other game because they met, met a stretch goal, right? I remember that. Well, some no, no. certain people were helping. Like Avalon helped out yeah. with Torment. So that's what it is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was you torment. know, it's great though. If you're if you love classic PC games, you have your you have a new old Fallout. You have a new old uh, Planescape Torment. You have a new old Baldur's Gate. Yep. Wasteland Two is it? Do I own Wasteland? I don't remember if I kick started that. You Harder. probably do. I don't remember anymore. Anyway, so so what? Do we have anything else that was good at E3, or should we move Just- on? To- if you want to talk about um, The Witcher, which we haven't, we've talked around. We never actually talked about what we saw. Um, well, you didn't get to play it, so we saw someone play for forty-five minutes. And what? I saw him kill a Griffin. Brought some best thing ever. Well, it's funny. Uh, the demo we saw actually takes place directly after the Microsoft demo. So we yeah. see it, so the demo starts with him turning in the Griffin head to the the guy who gave him the quest. And then from there you go into – we were talking about this. The demo, the demo they showed us was a little weird because I would have loved to have seen 
like they skipped the whole part where when we we walked from this great city, what was called Novigrad, right? Um. Uh, well, let me put it this way: it was a great fantasy city. I mean, it, it, people always say living, breathing world, and it's usually just like an NPC standing on the corner. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And he repeats the same line. But this is like a, this world, this city legitimately looked like people were going about their business. Kids were playing. People were selling their wares. It, it felt like a real medieval city you were walking through. And I, I would have loved to have seen them just ride down there from where they were. Of course, that would have taken like an hour or like to get to where they were going. But I would just – I would have really appreciated them stopping in towns along the way, picking up quests, finding interesting monsters. Instead, they sort of fast-traveled to the next quest chain. And then, of course, that person wanted you, to, wanted you to do them a favor before they did you a favor. And then you went to the next person who wanted you to do them a favor before they did you a favor. And then you went to the next person. Uh, so. Manny. Yeah. I had a pledge in for $15 for Wasteland 2 that would have given me a copy of the game. I thought there's no way this would come out for more than 15 bucks, And I canceled it because they had enough money. I feel stupid now. $16. I mean, that's, yeah. Now it's a sixty dollar game. That get Wasteland Two is massive. They're saying the the first half of the game, the Arizona area, is like twenty five hours of content, uh, and they haven't even shown any of the yeah. Los Angeles stuff yet. And the game is looking good. I thought it looked I'm really excited. bad at first. It, it looked kind of junky. I, I mean, it was you, early on. You did I, not enjoy the live trailer. I remember that. I don't enjoy the live trailer, but I think the actual game they've oh, man they really tossed that thing up. It looks really good. The the the, the I, I, so many post-apocalyptic games think the post-apocalypse is just brown dirt everywhere, but they realize that that when humans are actually gone, the plants are going to reclaim a lot of the stuff. And LA is like this lush green thing, and it's, it looks abandoned. It's just because you live in powerful. LA and you miss plants. <laughs> I'm staring at a plant. I, I live next the, to a park. I, I live it all next depends to a park. upon the nature of the apocalypse. It does. If humans just disappear, well, even like radiation zones, the plants will come back. I mean, look at a, but not a nuclear winter. Mm, yeah, exactly. or like it volcano depends. or something. It depends. Depends. But I don't know. You said nuclear winter, but how many ice ages has this planet already gone through? Yeah, it depends. Well, I, okay, if you're going to set it out nine million years ahead, like Numenera, then okay, sure, it could be whatever at that point. Like the last ice age was years. not nine million years ago. I know, but I'm saying. It, it, <laughs> When you say what type of apocalypse, it also matters how far in the future from this apocalypse are you setting the game. Right. Yeah. True. I'm just and saying, if you're it's on not Steam, like Yellow the winner winning. ends the world. All I'm saying is that the game is actually looking really good now. Like, legitimately. So. Uh, I need to play the beta so I can interview Brian Fargo. Wasteland. Uh, what Dragon Age looks great. There was a creepy god kid who likes taking craps to the morning. Uh, yeah, let's just keep, yeah, yeah. That was that was uh, Witcher. Yeah, Witcher looked great. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, I guess those are the two most impressive RPGs we saw at the show, right? Was no, I guess three for me yeah. with Pillars of Eternity, but Wasteland two, and <laughs> Witcher, Wild Hunt. Dragon Age Inquisition, Pillars of Eternity. Those are the best things I saw at E3. And you got to play how many of them? Zero. Zero. So that's that. E3 2014, folks. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Chris, you did something special special. I did. So you actually (laughs) got to watch the Tales of the Borderlands demo with the voice of Lee from 
the Walking Dead adventure game. Great. <laughs> He's excited. <laughs> Why do I care? Because he was Lee. Okay. Yeah. You don't care. Bastard. Uh, there was care. a there was the dude who's uh, the dude who did Bigby's voice was out in that area as well, um, and uh, some other stuff. Uh, I found out that basically two famous video game voice actors were hanging out the Telltale booth around the time that I did my uh, demo of the game, and it's like cool. And they've been in like every game. <laughs> Anyway, we saw Tales from the Borderlands, and uh, I know that's not an RPG per se, but if you like Borderlands, you should probably get this game. I like adventure games, and this looks like a pretty decent adventure game adaptation of Borderlands. It it's keeps like the look the point, and feel of the game. It, to the and, point where they actually have loot. Dude, Patrick Warburton is like the voice of one of your antagonists in the game, and it's great. So. And there's this whole loot system where like there's consequences if you loot certain people or you or if you don't. Uh, there's like this entire bar where money matters and you can buy stuff and like there are chests that you can open and inside there's more loot that they, they didn't tell us what the loot does yet. But <laughs> I mean, they they kept, I don't think they did, developed it yet. <laughs> all I know is this though, is that like, you know, those fun cutscenes in Borderlands. Imagine if that whole, the whole game was that, <laughs> but it's interesting. Like the character, you know how everyone has like a special ability. The main character that we saw, uh, like has like a cyber eye that he can, yeah see special things with he has a uh, there was some interesting combat <laughs> uh you know those atlas robots the the loader robots from from borderlands 2 mm-hmm. uh you can you can call one of those in and you can even equip it when it drops in like so depending on whether you equip it with like machine guns or like a stun rod that'll have different effects whether you're killing everybody or disabling them it's so there's like a lot of choices but and the it's story still is being presented in that like um same events viewed from perspectives of two different people thing. Oh, right. Like at the end, and he, like the main guy says, and then I ripped out his heart. And He's like, <laughs> wait a second. No, you didn't. <laughs> Which I oh, thought I was totally... a bit ham-fisted way to handle it because he'd been telling things very um, toned down um, up till then. And then like, ah, and now I'm just going to make crap up in an obvious way. I think it's probably because he was embarrassed by what yeah. actually happened at that moment. Yeah, all right. I mean, it, it looks legitimately good. I, I, I was the kind of person who thought, like, a Borderlands adventure game? Why? Yeah. There's no story there. And then I saw it. I was like, this actually looks like it'll be good. So I was really, I was legitimately impressed. Yeah. It was really interesting. Uh, so there you go. That's E3 2014. No one has any questions. Uh, I mean, John, I know you were said you couldn't go because it's some, like, lifelong dream. But le- I... I <laughs> I think you're doing get, okay not going this year. I'm Go not even kidding you, John. I guarantee you, you would not have been able to play 90% of what you wanted to play. I think you might wasn't be confusing, there. I think you might be confusing me with someone else. No, the other John. Oh, yeah. right. The Sean. Yeah. No, I've always wanted to go. We've yeah, got our own I mean, American John now, John. So American oh. John. American, American John. John. If you would have gone, it would have been a Texas great experience. John. There you go. We're our own, would, we're our own I think it would have been an interesting experience for you True. as a whole, but it, I don't think it would have been the fun blast that like people think E3 is. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, but see, I enjoyed going around and doing the interviews and previews. And All stuff, right, and so. in that case, if you if you enjoyed the work fun or like the FERC, yes. as I call it, you would have had you would have had fun FERCing all over the convention hall. Wow, you cannot just go around saying FERCing. That's just not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> It's fun work. Maybe, but the way you just roll it, it doesn't sound like the word you think it does. No. 
you know, yeah. I, I wish John was there. I could have sent him to play some of like the less impressive games that I saw. Mandy like, wishes uh, John was there so he could pawn off the crap he doesn't want to go to so we could actually play some games. Oh my god, day two was torture. <laughs> Torturous. And he does not deny it in the least. It was torture. I already saw his little schedule. I, I he, he didn't have me in all the bad ones. Okay, he so had... you, didn't, you didn't release the day two video, but I want to see it. Yo, I'm a nice guy. I take I take some of the worst games on, on myself, and I know that. Yeah. But I, and I, I totally put John in the Pills of Eternity thing, and he would have been, a, we would have had fun. But I mean, man, yeah, I mean, this was the problem we had this year with such a tiny team is that it wasn't that we didn't have some newbie to fob people off on. It's that our our preferences are kind of. Um, what do you call you it? Know, I, I hear two things. One, we had Limited. a small team. We had nothing to cover. The yeah. problem, no, I think the problem was is that the people, we had a small team that wasn't divisive enough to cover everything with equal interest. Mm. Yeah, but again, I'm hearing there was nothing to cover. There was. Cover, so it doesn't matter. Like, see, I, I think I you gone. misunderstand the difference between there was nothing to cover and there was nothing interesting to Manny. No, what we no the the uh, fact no. The, okay, first of no. all, we had one Chris person the there. Same thing. Hold on, there's one person there who was writing this year. Me and Ed were all doing videos and videos only. Yeah, that makes it really hard to cover the show. So well. that was our biggest issue. And if we had more people, we would have booked more appointments and been able to see more titles because a lot of those appointments needed to be booked in parallel. Yeah. So we had Sorry, to cut a lot of. We couldn't book a lot of that. appointments. We couldn't get Sony and stuff because, or we had we couldn't. There were actual companies we had to cut because we were saving spots for other bigger companies, and then they dropped us at the last minute, and so we, that's why we missed a number of things. So if we'd had more people there, we actually would have seen more things. Yeah, like if John was there, I maybe could have gone to see like Far Cry Four. Yeah, which we covered. There's some MMO as well. That uh, the, oh, that John, you're lucky did not go to that. That was, you know, what that presentation was for <laughs> PowerPoint. It was a PowerPoint presentation. Wow. Apparently, I hear that they they con Square Enix conned a lot of the big sites like IGN and GameSpot to go. I heard that about halfway through, they all made excuses and left. Well, that wow. was one meeting. Like the giant bomb guy was talking about. Yeah, it was a 27 minute presentation, and throughout the entire 27 minutes, everybody found an excuse to leave. <laughs> it was Which bad. Awesome. So. Like, <laughs> But like, legitimately, there like, there weren't. Let me like, even not just stuff that I care about. I think there were a lot of stuff that just are the people at the site just don't care about, in general too. But I mean, when we're covering E three for RP Gamer, we try not to just lock it down to RPGs, just because there's so much there that to to cover. So we try to see it all. Well, and if we're gonna be exploring a borderline case like yeah. Far Cry, where we cover it because it had a really big champion for it. Not everybody on staff agrees that it's RPG, but we cover it because someone's dedicated enough to cover it for us. Yeah. And we didn't get a chance to see Far Cry 4 at E3. If we had a bigger team, we would have. Yeah. And that that was unfortunate. Like I'm not going to name specifically like some of the games that were garbage that I saw, but oh, I will. Let me look at your list. Um, (laughs) Let's see. What is Splat Force? Did you mean Splatoon? Oh, okay. <laughs> Manny Black, wasn't a big fan of Splatoon. Black Force is a better name. <laughs> no, that's not one of the bad ones. Uh, oh, it was. It, I did not enjoy Splat Force. How did you I'll like uh, Metro Redux, the re, the remake of Metro? I it was okay. Metro right. plays kind of weird. All right, whatever. 
Um, Manny doesn't like Smash Brothers at all. Uh, he thought oh, that was Smash crap. Brothers. He, Manny doesn't like Manny it. I like liked Smash. it because I won the RP Gamer group both times. Yeah, like he says that as if like there's like the reason why I don't like it is because I lost. When to be perfectly honest, I was like, can I stop playing this, please? The whole time. Yeah, in other words, I was awesome. Um, let's see. We didn't like the Evil Within. It felt awful. Oh, Bethesda was a bust this year. We usually yeah. take the Bethesda appointment because we think like, oh, there's going to be something we care about there for sure. And instead, we got like a bad survival horror game and a free to play Team Fortress Two clone that's melee only. Yeah. But we got an invite to the party we didn't go to. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> didn't go to Bethesda party this year? No. Uh, it was Wednesday, right? No, it was People... it was first day of E3, Tuesday oh. night. It's just, I mean... No, on. honestly, it's better to get sleep at this point. I, oh. I understand why people go. I like the networking. I like hanging out with people. But at the same time, it's just... I'm, I'm too <laughs> old for this crap. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Michael would go. Hell yeah. yeah. I would have gone. Honestly, n- nobody else wanted to go, so I was, I was going to go out and, and hang with the PS Nation folks. Yeah, but at it's the same funny. time, like, the funny thing is, John would have gone because it's his first year. But I think quickly after that one, he would like if, if this was the <laughs> no. second, no, no, third no. year. Every mm-hmm. year, I want to go to the Bethesda party. That was a fun party. They've moved the location too. Yeah, yeah. The place was too small. Well, now it's a, more of a nightclub, and the food isn't as good. But that's okay, oh. I guess. Um. Yeah. Exactly. It would be different without the bowl. I will say that. Uh. Yep. No bowl. Mm. How, what about it's alien isolation, Manny? <sighs> <laughs> Sniper Elite Three Africa. I actually had fun with that one. Oh, you did. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> I actually did. Falling Skies, the game. Do you like XCOM? <laughs> Well, if I yeah. do, I'm going to buy that new uh, Project Steam from Nintendo, right? That looks cool. Yeah, yeah. But do you like XCOM, but also like uh, that TNT show, but also like like XCOM, but not as good? <laughs> Maybe. How, how about, you know what we haven't talked, Manny? Mm. The uh, Civilization game. Oh, that was pretty cool. It was just a short demo, though. So, I, you know, it, hey, guess what? Civ games are good. So <laughs> this one looks like it'll also be good. Kind of the Alpha, <laughs> Alpha Centauri remake. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was lots of cool alien stuff going. I want to play it, but it's I don't know when it's even coming out. No release date announced, I didn't. Yeah. yeah. Which is a shame because, well, yeah, that game looks kind of good. It, it looks fantastic. Yeah. It, uh, what they really, really need to do, though, is get the same writing staff that wrote stuff for Alpha Centauri back. I can't speak to that. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Seriously, uh, well, if you ever have you ever looked, just look up a, a list of quotes from Alpha Centauri. They they usually get played when you like get some uh, achieve a research objective. They're just really good. Okay, let's see. Wiki quote. Um... Yeah, if John were there, he would have gone to Exceed too. Yeah. It's great. And you can write, you can wrote about panties. Who doesn't like panties? <laughs> you say pennies or panties? It, it's weird. Like Anna, you're kind of right though. There was like a lot of stuff that I don't care about, but just in general, there was just there wasn't a ton. There was, well, I was going to say like... Manny and my game taste from what I've talked to him are, are pretty similar. But then he said he didn't like Super Smash Brothers, so then I kind of killed that theory. Yeah, end of that. Thanks, yeah. Manny. <laughs> no, well, they are pretty similar in the RPG department, but. Outside of that, I, I, I'm not into... How do you not like Smash Brothers? 
easy. Very easily. It's so fun. Yeah, if you're into that. I'm into kicking You know what's also yeah. fun? It's also awesome? Skydiving and surfing and snorkeling. Um, if you're no. into that. Yeah, I'm yeah. not into skydiving being afraid See, of there you go. So you understand how I'm not into Smash Brothers. But I, I have a phobia. It's stopping me from skydiving. That's a little different. I don't I think have I've, a phobia of Smash Brothers. <laughs> I kind of do. I've seen the people who play that game. There's <laughs> too much dodging. Uh, Leave me alone. It's weird. There wasn't a. It didn't feel like there was a ton, but at the same time, there was enough to keep us busy. Enough to keep you busy. So Pretty I want to know: in the week since E3, what have people been playing to unwind from E3? Yeah. Anna, um, what have you been doing? Because I know you've been doing some. Manny has played nothing. He's oh. just taking the complete week off. Um, what have I been playing? Well, we both got Tomodachi Life. Yeah. <laughs> I like that I game. I hear good things about that. It's about a funny well, game. Well, yeah, so here, here is the fun thing. Michael, you stay away from my wife. <laughs> no, she's not your wife in this game. <laughs> she is in my copy. Yes. It's a, so I, you know what I did? I made sure the <laughs> island was populated with two people until we were married. <laughs> ah. I, however, populated ah, everybody in. So Chris has a really big crush on one of my bridesmaids, but she's hooked up with Reggie. He's uh, aim. Nice. And me and Michael are now dating. Boo! Yay! Boo! <laughs> she gave up on trying to get our our me's hooked up together. No, I didn't just... give up. You gave up. You asked me four times. I said no. <laughs> Why? I didn't give up. I dumped you. Yeah, I know. Her me dumped me four times. No. I'm just Even worse is me and you in the game, Michael, got into a huge fight. And then Chris was like, well, I think they broke up. I should ask her out now. And he did. And I still turned him down. Burn. And then we made up. (laughs) Victory is mine. She realized she couldn't so, live without me. Sorry, Chris. Yep. Boo. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Boo earns. Boo earns. Oh. So, yeah, and then I've also been conceiving. Good for you. <laughs> this game is terrible. This is like those Kenron, Basara, Sagara games. I'm t- I don't like this game. <laughs> She, oh. she tells me all, all the times, like, I just had twins. Oh, look, we're going to do tri-mating. Three people mating at the same time. It's going to be great. Like, what are you doing in this game? Wait, what? Chris, yeah. Chris, Chris. <laughs> There's Chris, threesomes in this game. In her Chris. version, she's having babies? Yes. No, no, no. I'm we're talking married? about a different game now. Chris, you seem uh, to be jealous uh, of the boobies. No, there's no... Are there? <laughs> I don't think there are. <laughs> no, this is uh, this is uh, Conception Two. She's playing. Oh, uh, okay. Now, now everyone's uh, caught jump, up. Jump, so, like, huh? Yeah, <laughs> Conception Two is the name of the game. That's what she meant by "I'm conceiving." Yeah, uh, Conception Two. She's playing, and okay, I guess you should tell people about you, it. You you play as a male main character, and you have seven. You are literally characters. God's gift to women. Yes, you're. Either... Well, I already knew that. What's the difference? <laughs> well, here it's official. Yes. They actually Ooh. call you God's gift in the dialogue. So it's just, just like a harem anime, but video game it's, form? It's Persona-esque. Like, like sort of like a Tenchi game? where No, for some it, reason, it, no it's hmm. really Persona-esque. Like your job is to like conceive with as many people as possible. 
so you conceive star children. But it, it's done through a ritual. It's not through actual it's human not sex. mating. Yeah. Although the deeper that I get into these relationships, deeper. the more that the cutscenes look a little wanky. Like, is, is this sort of like how Q would touch another Q's finger and then there's a baby? Yes. Ah, that was good. Yeah. Yep. So, like I said, it really is a lot like Persona. So it's a high school life. These people all had a brand pop up, so they all got transferred to the school. And sort of you have um, a class time that you can build the relationships and then you go explore dungeons. So you and one of the girls goes with you. And then you can have nine star children, three parties of three that also go with you. And so um, there's so basically like... You, so basically you're breeding JRPG protagonists. Yes. Oh, and God. They're, but they're tiny. Oh, God. Well, only when they start. Right? They're not real no, people. No, no, no. They're, they're not real they're people. They're star children, they're whatever star that children. means. They're star children. So you pour the male and female energy into a matryoshka and out pops a star child. And well, that makes sense. Yeah, doesn't it? It's perfectly logical. Yeah. Where's the Morgan? <laughs> huh? <laughs> I said, yeah, where's the Morgan? Same deal. Your game is upsetting me. Can we complain about E3 some more? <laughs> <laughs> Even better is you do it in church. <laughs> and the girls get really embarrassed. Oh, oh God! I I didn't realize that could happen. Sorry to interrupt. I'm, I'm just. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. So you breed star children. You go dungeon crawling. It, again, it's it's a lot like Persona Three and Four. The enemies are shadows that are visible on the screen. Depending on the size and shape of the shadow, will tell you what sort of enemies and the difficulty of them in that particular group. Um, like every five levels, there's an event or a mini boss or something going on. Um, there's presumably going to be eight dungeons in total since at the moment I'm going through all of the seven sins so basically the sins of the people have coalesced into these dungeons and it spawns a labyrinth and there's a bad guy in the labyrinth you have to kill and that will quiet the labyrinth and normally you can't go into these but because I'm God's gift I like ooze ether and so the women that have star energy can pick up my ether and use it. Oh, okay. You know, I, I, now I just feel like going to go and play Dot Hack again or something. <laughs> it sounds yeah. saner than this. <laughs> Isn't so, that what Sword Art Online um, is for? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. I thought it was going to be kind of lame, but I'm actually pretty into it. So I'm like, uh, my main character is like level 37, and my girls are all somewhere between 13 and 28. And 13's a little young, you know. you got to wait. <laughs> now they're all 16 to 18. It's not real sex. They're all sex. 16 to 18. <laughs> like, wait yeah, it's second, not even real not sex, better. so why does it matter? Yeah. Anyway. And yet they still act like round. you have to be in love and people are getting jealous. Well, yeah, because and I don't know the, what's going the better on. relationship you have with the person that you're classmating with, and yes, they call it classmating, uh, the better star children you get. No, I'm more interested in the tri-mating. But, um, There's also class-manting. Class-manting, yep. Yes. Wait, how does the tri-mating work? That's a good question. Uh, me and two <laughs> girls. Yeah, but <laughs> Ever, you have stuff. Michael. Is you that... have two hands, so one touches one finger, ah, one touches the other finger. Yes, 
Yeah, that's what it is. So, um, sadly, all of my experiments in class manting have been a failure, although it has spawned some really excellent rumors about my relationship with two of my fellow classmates in the game. Like, do you actually, in this game, can you have, like, a real, like, non-star child relationship with anybody? Uh, like, an actual dating relationship? Yeah, I mean, they get more romantic as time goes on. But, like, it's all the context of star child, Yes. So. There's no, like, actually developing a real nah. something. I mean, the girls are going to fall in love with or- me, I presume, because it's a harem game. Mm. I found out one girl likes it rough. Oh, boy. <laughs> so as you improve your relationship with the girls, you get sort of little cutscenes when you go to classmate. And it is all very heavily implied that it's woohooing, but it's actually not. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. speaking of woohooing, what have yeah, you sorry, been playing, Chris? Black. I'm sorry, what, Michael? I'm sorry, if it's fade to black, it's woohooing. I don't care. Yeah, It isn't fade to black. Oh, that's no fun. All right, Chris, tell us your boring games. Uh, I've been really into The Sims Free Play on my iPad. <laughs> I need friends to join up and play <laughs> games with me. What I, was that I need quote? more neighbors. What was that quote that I put on Twitter the oh, other day? Oh, will you just woohoo already? <laughs> I, I, what? It's We're more... sitting in bed, <laughs> Listen. and he's playing this game on his iPad. It is, it is more and all efficient. And he just shouts at his iPad, will you please woohoo already? It is just... It is more efficient to have your Sims move in with each other um, because it costs a lot of money and takes time to build houses on the map. So I'm making them all have relationships with each other. And, you know, it's like, I want to come on, get on with it. Yeah. I already have my predefined marriage plan. Just get going. Just get going. Yeah. No, I did map it out. (laughs) Yeah. Come on. You, let's see. Are you free? Okay. You two get together. You are unattached. Okay. You two get together. Um, I love the fact that I looked up at one point and there were just people. There was a guy hanging out beside a park bench, and then two people walk <laughs> up and start woohooing on the bench beside him. <laughs> and the guy on the bench doesn't care either. The guy sitting on the bench like, beside whatever. him does not give a shit. There's this giant <laughs> sensor bubble in front of him. My, just so, enjoying my. Yeah, Chris does not get to say anything about my Conception 2 game because he's busy making people woohoo. But they're all. He's not making them woohoo in threesomes, so he's okay with that. Park bench? I don't think I can make them woohoo in threesomes. I don't think the guy was going for the threesome. I I think think he was just not paying attention. Mm -hmm. Yeah, see, that's no fun. Anyway, um. All right, so in addition to that, um, I came up with an idea while I was at E3. I had an inspiration, it was a stupid idea. So I've posted this on the forums. If you go to um, board.rpgamer.com and go to miscellaneous gaming, you will see my E3 2004 retro playlist. Um, I've decided I've been to 10 E3s over the course of the past 11 years, and I have barely touched any of the titles at those big E3s that uh, like the ones people talk about during and after the show. And I, I wanted to go back and, and fix that. So I've decided, I made some little rules for myself. I'm going to go back and watch the big three press conferences from each E3 and make a list of all like the games that are put forward as the big AAA, these are our big titles for the year games, and then play through them as much as I can or can stand <laughs> um, and, and then move on to the next E3. You know, it's interesting that you say that because this year I feel like there were only two games that meet their criteria and everything else was up for grabs depending on your tastes. Mm-hmm. Like this what? year it really was 
only No Man's Sky and The Witcher was like the were the, the two games everyone could agree on. As no, I, I disagree with that. Um, Even I, I, which one? I, I disagree with your statement that those are the only two games that the companies were pushing as their AAA titles. Oh, I'm not pushing. I'm talking about like yeah. I, was, I thought you meant like the buzz that no. people come out of the show. No, no, I'm not going for the buzz. I'm not going for the indie darling. I'm going. What do the companies want to shove down my throat? Oh, then why would you do that? That's a terrible idea. I know, right? <laughs> they want to shove everything down your throat. Well, they don't though. They, there are some games that they choose. They these are our big games. games. And I want to have I want to understand these games that they push and that the mainstream has been consuming. Okay, um, can you give I may me an actually, example of one have, of these games? I'd be happy to, Manny. I'm opening right. the list right now. So let's let's go back to 2004. Okay. Oh, Mr. Caffeine, get the hell out. All right. Now, this is E3 2004. This is before Mr. Caffeine. This is the year Reggie fils debuted. This okay. was his first press conference. This uh-huh. is, hands down, the best Nintendo press conference that has ever been. All right? And mostly because of how it ended and how buzzed the people in the room. So this is before the press had really grown up. <laughs> and so everybody oh, wait, they was... grew up? Well, they're better now than they were then. <laughs> so at this point, everything they announced, just cheers and clapping, and the press were doing it. wasn't just like the plants in the audience. Oh, man, that's hot right there. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's not get into Hip Hop Gamer. Huh? <laughs> uh, so this is the year Reggie comes out and says, my name is Reggie. I'm about kicking ass. I'm about taking names, and we're about making games. Anyway, so long story short, Nintendo is shows off. One? Go ahead. Was this the press conference where you said Mario will never run over a hooker or something? No, I don't. I don't. No, I don't think so. <laughs> maybe that was, maybe That's that was a great quote. Yeah, that must have been the next one. I can't wait to put up the quote list Reggie for that. Reggie has great <clears throat> quotes every year. Yeah, I, I just go to wiki it. quote and pick up the Fusa Maze quotes <laughs> and, and put pictures next to them. It's great. Mario will never run over a hooker, but he'll beat her to death with a bat. Yeah. No, this is the one where uh, Miyamoto gets out saying, I am not Link, but I do know him. And um, then poses with a shield and a sword. And oh, I thought he said, "I do know him very well." I know him very well. I know him very well. That's no, he it. just says, "But, but I, I do know him." That's all he said. Really? He didn't say, "I know oh. him very well." But I do know him. It was very simple. And he was speaking. He Why was actually like speaking Miyagi? English. Which, yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway, so this was the one where they revealed uh, Twilight Princess for the first time. But it would take three more E3s before the game would actually come out. <laughs> You know? oh, because of the Wii. Yeah, it gets ported to the Wii eventually. So this is the last like GameCube-focused one. So their big games were Metroid Prime 2, Star Fox Assault. <laughs> yes, they, they were really pushing Star Fox Assault, and Resident Evil 4. Wait, Star wait, Fox wait. Assault come out? Yeah. Mm. That is a game. <laughs> it came out. Chris, I, are you, I are you just playing Star the... Fox. Go ahead. What man? I'll just say, are you just going to play the games that the, that the marketing companies want to sell for holiday? Yeah. <laughs> yes. This is my that's goal. It, that's that's your uh, this big criteria, a, Manny. Manny, if I wanted to go back and just play good games, that's what I'm normally doing anyway. This is about doing something different. This is playing the games that I don't normally allow myself to be exposed to for <clears> various <throat> reasons. Wait, wait, wait. Well, how about this? How about you have <clears throat> the filter of like everyone walked out of E3 talking about this game? This game was awesome. How about that at least? No, because I want to understand why people are buying Call of Duty games year over year and why people are frustrated with Call of Duty games. I want to understand what the mainstream gamer who is casual and walks in and do best too, buy, the why they're is... eating, what they're eating, and why they are sick of it or what they go back more for. And well, I need well, to... Well, go ahead. If you want that experience of Call of Duty, though, you just pop in Call of Duty and start playing multiplayer and don't even touch the single campaign, single yeah, player true. campaign ever. But that's not what's demoed at the show. 
They don't care though. Right. <laughs> don't plays with demo to the show. Listen, they Manny, I'm them. having fun. Stop, stop ruining my fun. So the, you're having fun giving yourself bad ideas. I am. So let me finish with my bad ideas. So Nintendo's Metroid Prime Two, Star Fox Assault, and Resident Evil Four. Sony came, comes out and does a bazillion graphs. It was the most boring press conference ever. But oh my god, that was awful. Sony was bad back then. So here, their big games though, they actually had a slide listed our AAA titles. So they made it real easy for me. Real easy. Yep. <laughs> Grand, Grand Turismo Four, which I'm uh-huh. not going to play because I've played lots of five and six. I understand that series. The Getaway Black Monday. I don't remember that game at all. <laughs> I don't oh, know. that's the that's like the London based. You remember? Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm having hey, trouble tracking down one, a copy. <laughs> one of us, I don't remember this game at all. Killzone 1. Oh, my God. I may skip that one because old FPSs on a PS2. Ew. Oh, Metal Gear Solid on. 3, which I've already beaten, so I'm good there. God of War 1. Great game. Done that. Done. Sly 2. Jack and Daxter 3. Or I guess it's just called Jack 3. Ratchet and Clank Up Your Arsenal. This was the only game that had like the full on-stage demo thing that we're used to for every game now. This is the only one that got it at the Sony press conference. And they brought up people, including a guy, Corey Stockton, who later goes to Blizzard and is like in charge of WoW now. <laughs> like He was up there playing multiplayer for Ratchet & Clank up your arsenal. And then yeah. Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Play San Andreas. Yeah, I know. I, I figured at least that one you'd be okay with me playing. All right. Um, if you wait... You can play it on your Apple TV. That's true. <laughs> no, I, got, I picked up the PC version on the Steam sale, so hopefully uh, that works. It's, it's actually, the the Android versions are cleaned up. They have better graphics and some better lighting. All right, well, I'll try it out, and if it doesn't work, I'll pick up the uh, pick up a mobile version or something. Because I know because it's already on the Kindle Fire TV. So how long before it's on the Apple TV? You know. So at Microsoft, I had to suffer through Jay Aller acting like a total hipster. Mm-hmm. I'm so cool voice chatting with Jenny McCarthy who I don't even remember what she did. I don't know I don't even know why this lady was famous. Oh, she was um she was a Playboy model and then she was in a, a couple movies, a couple crappy movies. <laughs> as far as I know, she's famous for being Jay Ellard's Xbox Live friend. Um <laughs> Peter Moore got a tattoo backstage with Halo 2's release date on it, if you remember. Yeah. All right, so here were their big games. So they showed a lot of games, a bunch of long videos with, with footage for everything. They showed Halo 2 was one of their big games, Dead or Alive Ultimate, which I'm not going to play. Screw that. I'm not playing oh, an old fighting oh. game. <laughs> Doom well, 3. Large, you know. Doom 3. I don't know <clears throat> how I feel about that one. Jade Empire. And I like how... I'm going to play all the games I don't understand, except for all the games I don't understand. There's I don't one play. I'm cutting out. It's Dead or Alive Ultimate, and I haven't cut out Oh, you else. cut out half of Sony's lineup. No, I didn't. No, it's all my final game list. All of Sony stuff, it's on there. I just, I feel hesitant about it. I want people to give me permission to cut it out, but I'm not going to cut it out. In no one's going to give you permission to not suffer. Yeah, you're right. So this is about me suffering a little. So um, Dead or Alive Ultimate, though, I mean, seriously, I'm going to track down an old fighting game. I don't yep. see the value on that one. <laughs> um, you, well, I don't feel like it informs any of the future gaming things to come. And I feel like some of these games, good or bad, they kind of direct where gaming goes from here on. Um, Forza Motorsport 1, for example, is released. Now, I've played 2, 3, and 4, so I think I've got a good feel on the Forza series. So I'm going to skip that one just for time's sake. Um, 
And I've actually, so that's my full list there. Metroid Prime 2, Star Fox Assault, RE4, the Getaway Black Monday, Killzone, Sly 2, Jack 3, Ratchet & Clank, Up Your Arsenal, GTA San Andreas, Halo 2, Doom 3, and Jade Empire. Okay, so I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. This is stupid for many reasons. Oh, of course but it is. But the most important reason that it's stupid is you don't have this much time. Well, it's not like I'm trying to get so, it done in a week. Here's what I think you should do. No, I should do all this. You should pick, if you're going to go through all the years, you should pick one from each company each year. Oh, that's terrible. How about just the big but one? But you might actually finish it in the next two years. <laughs> but I don't have to finish the games, right? How about this, Chris? Don't, I don't have the, to finish the games. I have to play the them big to understand one, them. The big game from the big three for each year. So that's three games. That's what I'm saying. Each three E3. games from each year. You still have 10 years. That's 30 games. That's a lot. That's a lot. You don't play 30 games in a year. No, I don't. I did last year. <laughs> and you've already listed like 15 12, for 2012. 12, actually. And I've already started playing one. I've started playing Jade Empire. I love Jade Empire, by the way. I don't understand this damn game. Um, it's weird as hell, but it's It fun. is so weird. It, I, did you I get to the airplanes yet? Yes, I did get to the airplanes, and all of a sudden it's a it's an up-down shmup. Like, what the hell's going on like, in this there's game? There's your shmup, and you're like, there, you should be happy you're playing a shmup. <laughs> Bioware was weird all those times. You remember, like, so... Knights of the Old Republic? I don't like, know if I hate game. this game or like this game yet. Jade Empire, I really was hating it, and then all of a sudden it turns into a shmup, and I'm like, what is going on here? And like, I'm, I'm trying... telling you, man, so it's okay. Bioware has weird mini games in, in all of those eras RPGs. Yeah. Like, you can set the difficulty of the mini games separate from the difficulty of the rest of the game. Yeah, because people who are playing an RPG don't suddenly want to die because they can't pass a you know. This a game plane is game. hard, by the way. Or like, could you imagine oh, if you yeah. got if you couldn't pass Kotor because you were you can't swoop bike properly? So I've <laughs> I've actually started hacking my save file to make the game more fun, and I'm really enjoying it. Uh, hacking my save file. <laughs> by the way, Chris, what does this say about about E3 this year? If you had this much time to come up with this plan while you were well, it doesn't take floor. much time to come up with the plan. It's like, no, I you're go back and like play all this stuff. You're mapping it out in your brain, and you're just writing I this I feel like thing. I see all these things at the press conferences, and then I never play them. So I'm like, I want to go fix that. Well, you just play what they showed you this year. Uh, play everything they showed you yet. this year. Because it won't come out until 2015. When they... <laughs> yeah, that was the theme. That was, we talked <laughs> well, about yeah, the theme I mean, this Remember, show what they showed being... us this year is all 2015 stuff. The, two themes, two themes. One was, <laughs> if you see it, you can you get can to there. it, and you can get to it in 2015. In 2015. <laughs> That's when you can get to it. <laughs> It'll take you that long to walk across that grassy field. So I'm, whatever. I'm sticking with this for now, and... I don't know what's going on. And that's as far as you're going. (laughs) I haven't figured things out yet. (laughs) No. Well, I mean, in that case, Manny, who do I count as owning GTA San Andreas? Sony or Microsoft? Nobody. Exactly. So that's a fourth game I have to throw in there because that was the big game of the year. But you have to have it where it was displayed. Was it displayed in more than one conference? Yeah. Well, no, it was displayed in Sony, but then... There you go. No. If you pick it, it's for Sony. Hmm. Chris, just play GTA Five on your next gen console, yeah. <laughs> and then you're done. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, it'll be fine. You'll be fine. I wonder what. Speaking of which, man, that EA press conference. <laughs> so that's the other one. Is like, do I include the other the Ubisoft, Ubisoft EA? Yeah. And I'm cutting them. Oh, for you have now. to buy the laser tag set. <laughs> oh God, yeah. That's why I'm like, no, I'm not doing them too. This is enough. I'll keep it console focused. <laughs> 
All right, so that's where I'm at. I've been playing Jade Empire. I was hating it. I was hating it. Then I restarted it, hacked my save file a bit, and finally got through the first big battle with the guy on the ship, which I could not beat. I seriously oh. spent over an hour on that battle. Um, it's not that hard. Yeah, yeah, it was. No. And now I'm... No, seriously, it wasn't balanced right. And if you get if you die two-thirds of the way through, you have to I start no over from the beginning. Well, whatever. It's been 10 yeah, years. My whatever. skills are worse. You suck. Oh, I'm old now. Leave <laughs> yeah, I'm alone. old now. Yeah. <laughs> so the game's starting to grow on me, so I may try to finish it. I may cool. stop. I'm through all of Chapter 1. I started Chapter 2. I hear there are seven chapters, so we'll see how that goes. What platform are you playing on? PC. Okay. Because yeah, I don't have an Xbox nice. One. And yeah, it does look kind of nice, but it, it stutters while playing because modern PCs, something about performance counters works weird, so it causes starting issues in the game. So I need some suggestions on how to fix that. Um, yeah, so that's where I'm at. What about, uh, let's see, what has uh, one of our Jonathans been playing? Uh, what do we call UK John? UK <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. I think UK, UK John. John, yeah. Uh. Well, actually, the thing that made me just go, like, suddenly go, oh, God, what was that? Um, I was actually playing Crusader Kings 2, um, and uh, I kind of just noticed that uh, th- I don't know if it was added after release or um, if it's something that's been in for the start and it's just never happened in terms of random events. But uh, it turns out the um, if your character or a character or a character gets the blinded trait, they get this kind of, like, creepy black eye thing. I, I was kind of just sort of randomly clicking around the portraits, and then suddenly I came across, like, my husband, and I thought, you know, my character's husband, um, and I thought they were, like, demonically possessed or something. Um, that was just really weird. Um, so, yeah, no, it turns out that my character's husband in Crusader Kings 2 got both his eyes cut out or something, so mm. there you go. Oh, Other than delightful. that, I've been moving house. <laughs> yes, moving it. House. All right, what about American John? Uh, I'm playing Mario Kart with my wife. That's Mar- a lot of fun. Ooh. Yay. And, um, what else? Oh, I played the Destiny app the weekend. Actually, I played one day, about, but I played about four or five hours. It was, it, it's basically Halo Cross. Which was right up some people's alleys, I'm sure. But I, I enjoyed it. Okay. Am I, I kind of I'm not of sure that. I understand anything you said because your Skype is cutting in and out. But um, my internet must be. John must be on the moon with all those wizards. Yeah, you make sure you're not him. trying to stream our show at the same time. No, I'm not. Oh, okay. <clears throat> no, I, I lost connection there for a little bit and popped back. I guess the internet's not, not doing. Well. Yeah, a little weird. All right. Uh, but no, I was playing the Destiny Alpha over the weekend. Oh, Destiny and... Alpha. Okay, I thought yeah, you were yeah, like it's Disney sh- Infinity. It's like Halo. I'm no, like, what is going no, on? No. Right, yeah, Destiny yeah, Alpha. I played a little bit of that too. It is such an MMORPG. No one expected that. That was like the yep. big yeah. shock everyone had. That like, wait a minute, this is a lot more of an MMO than we thought it was. This is like entirely an MMO. <laughs> yeah, I did some PvP. Did some, uh, you know, PV world questing stuff. I can see the questing getting old. Maybe uh, just okay. Did this run around, find a beacon. Okay, kill. Uh, 12 more guys, you know, oh, on a beacon. To be fair, though, so, uh, John, that, that part is, um, um, that's if you want to grind it out. It seems like the actual game's going to have a lot more levels and missions to actually go on. Like, story stuff? Yeah, yeah. But if yeah. you do want to just maybe go to a zone and grind out, there's going to be that, like, that endless mode where you just go to a beacon and do stuff. 
sort of yeah. instead of just you know walking around in, in World of Warcraft waiting for mobs to respawn. I could be like their form of like dailies or something like that, or uh, if any the, the storyline quote stuff only gets you so much experience and you gotta fill out gaps with the uh, the grindy beacon questing. I could see that happening maybe. Manny, did you um, get to play the the alpha? Did anyone else get to play the alpha? Okay. No, I didn't. I just been following what everyone's been saying right. about it closely. So, American John, what do you think about Peter Dinklage's voice acting as your robot companion? Um, I heard some people complain about it. I don't think it wasn't really notable to me either way. Yeah, it didn't bug me at first, but now that everyone's pointed it out, it's like, oh yeah, this could have been way better with Peter. Yeah, Dinklage, it's flat. Couldn't it? The problem is, it's yeah. really flat and unaffected. But it didn't bug me. So, oh. But the thing I'm much like someone said, it could have been so much better. All they had to do was put like a robotic filter over it, and that then it would sound like is from the moon. <laughs> like imagine if it sounded like an AI going that, doing that voice instead of just like Peter. But, it, up Peter but it's supposed to be an advanced AI. I mean, the idea is that it's a human level intelligence, right? So but then, it but this fake. human level intelligence is like a bored teenager at the mall, like no, all the time. Just, I that wizard the, must be from the moon. The AI <laughs> isn't all that smart. If you have like a longer range gun, you can just kind of stand there and just shoot yep. him. And then oh. You shoot him and he just kind of run around like, ant, like he stepped on an ant pile and not really come after you. I think we were talking about different AIs there. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We are, AI. but yeah. Yeah, good point. I That is one thing I noticed. If you have a longer range gun and they can't, I guess you're out of their zone or something, even though you, they could see you, you could see them. You shoot them, they just kind of run around and you're like, like, and they don't really come after you, yeah, which I, it's a little bit of a letdown. But, uh, I, I mean, I, that makes sense if you're talking about Halo. But if you're yeah. talking about an MMO, that's kind of par for the course. That's the weird thing, though. People go in, really went into this thinking it was going to be Halo. And then they were kept, kept on getting so disappointed about, like, the guy's not reacting to my bullets. The grenades are on these respawn – are on these, like, these these charge timers. Uh, yeah, I, I – Bungie did not set expectations right. But I don't yeah, think it no, plays well as an MMO either yet. I think that yeah. it, it's it's very shooting oriented, and it's like, but the systems they have in play and how they want you to just mow down enemies and get through a mission, it's like the, shooting as a mechanic for getting through these missions is not a fun mechanic. And taking out that wizard, for example, just illustrated everything that was frustrating about the game. It's like this isn't fun. Is how I felt. Like the, I was playing a warlock. Maybe I was the wrong class. Yeah, or because you have to pump so many bullets into him, but you're also running out of bullets. Yeah, and... it's just like well, maybe you have to play with parties. Okay, that's fine. That then they need to add a party system in, and this is an alpha, so it's not there yet or something. I don't know. But... I didn't Did really have play... an issue with the wizard. I I, I would shoot him up, and so... then they'd send all those little minions after me, and I'd kind of hide around the corner, kill the minions, get their ammo, shoot them up a little more. And well, my problem died. is I would hide around the the corner, shoot up the minions, then come back. His shields are fully recharged, and it took me uh, forever to lower his shields. Um, what eventually, class I, had to I was playing John? a warlock. I was playing the rogue hunter-type assassin class. I can't remember what okay. it was called. And, and, and you if, had much better luck just sniping them from a distance? If we had been yeah, together, yeah. if we had formed a party first, which you can do, what I meant is they need like an auto party system. But yeah, if we had formed a party first, it would probably have been a totally different experience. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but you said it's also MMO gameplay, but when you engage enemies in MMOs, they come after you. Or these. They I do you. if you're close enough here. <laughs> that, yeah. This is. This. Look. It's an MMO, which means the early versions of it don't work right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I and, think all that's going to change. It is an alpha, so I assume uh, they have 
wiki. I know. The, I don't buy the, up that this terminology. Those terms right. don't mean what they used to. Alpha used to mean you were not feature complete, and yeah. they look pretty close to feature complete. I think they're in beta now. <laughs> so maybe so. So, do you do you guys care about like a Halo styled Borderlands mixed with PSO Fantasy Star yeah. Online? Seems yeah. cool. Uh, you know what? Yeah, the game was interesting. I, I, if they cleaned it up and made it more fun to play, I think I'd be really down for it. Or if I can get friends to play with me, it would be fun. If I was mm. playing solo and just making, you know, yeah, meeting point. people on the way, it might not be as cool. But if I got yeah. like some of my buddies to play it, yeah, it'd be fun. Michael, yeah, like get a PS4. The, if the story and like the level of acting is follows what Peter Dinklage's performance was, I don't know how interesting how interested I am in having the story pull me through. Oh, and the UI is pretty bad. Uh, I've heard different takes. I, I didn't like but I it. But I understand why you would say that. It's like a cursor-based – and I just – it wasn't very – I mean I, I could live with it, but it was like, uh I remember thinking about it. It's like I don't really like this AI, but um, it, it stuck out to you, me. This may be naive. I'm just really hopeful, but you can't play cross-platform, right? I don't I know. I have no idea. Like in the final not. game, will PC players be able to play with PS4 players oh, or – because that would make a big difference. They though. haven't announced have the, for PC, have they? It's totally coming to PC. I don't think they've announced for PC. They haven't it's announced. It's Xbox One and PS4 but right now. It's coming to PC. They, they don't do keyboard controls at Bungie. What can I say? <laughs> they leave that to other people to port. Hey, even Forza Horizon's coming to PC. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. Did you really just say that? Yeah, I did because you know what? That Bungie you're thinking of, they don't exist anymore. Marathon was so long ago. Yeah, Bungie, the Mac developer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and that was yeah, that was Mac anyway. So what are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah, so it was keyboard and mouse. Yeah. (laughs) Just saying, nowadays they don't they don't seem to do any ports to PC. Uh, They they farm it out. Man, that's weird though. Like honestly, the biggest RPGs coming out at the end of this year are one that's. Barely an RPG with Shadows of Mordor, and one that's a shooter MMO from the people who make Bungie. And oh, from the people Dragon who Age. make Bungie? No, <laughs> but from the Bungie? guys who make Halo. Oh, right, right. Who made? Halo. You're right. Wait, yeah. I keep on forgetting about Dragon Age. But yeah, Dragon Age is going to be yeah. like the biggest RPG at the end of this year. Yeah, of course. Followed by two. Huh? That's an RPG. Wait, is Witcher three at the end of this year? Or is that early no, next year? March twenty, like February twenty fifteen. Oh, okay. right. You can pre-order it now, though. Yeah, if, and if you have uh, uh, Witcher 1 and 2 on your GOG account, you get $12 off. Anna, can you get that? Oh, was that the doorbell? Yeah. Oops. The robbers are back. Yeah, what? Yeah, the robbers yeah he's back. like, hey, I left a Just couple bags Just scream if it's robbers, I'll come. Bags here. Could you imagine? <laughs> yeah, yeah, a couple, couple bags. bags. Yeah, we're done with these now. <laughs> I'd be so thrilled. Oh, no, just better yet. They're like those two garbage bags we left on the porch. Uh Actually, we've we've come for those bags we left behind. Uh, we need those two now, please. Thank you. <laughs> Any big JRPGs at the end of this year? I think it's one of the Tales games coming out in August. I think this yeah. year. If Delete people want to tell me JRPGs are dead, this year I'll finally start to believe them. <laughs> but Final Fantasy fifteen, Chris. No, well, it, we're in the beginning of a new console cycle, and all the big JRPGs are in development because it takes forever. That's what's all that's right. what's going on. This happens every time. Um, you can tell yourself that all you like. Uh, what? You can tell yourself that all you like. You don't think like. it's true this time? I think they're just. I think you're really seeing the, the end of the JRPG. Indies, take care of us. The indies will help us. 
Yes, that's pretty but much our own hope. Aren't aren't all the Western developers making indie JRPGs now? <laughs> I don't know. The, I, I don't know. I think all the Western developers are making Western RPGs, aren't they? No, no, like yeah, all the Western the developers are busy doing. If you can see it, you can go there. Yeah, but like the indie developers are the ones who are making JRPGs now. Like no, they're making like the they're making procedural generated worlds. That's what all the indies are doing. Hmm. My game is a procedural roguelike. Said they're doing those, but there's indie. others as well. Yeah. Like, so I guess the future is bright for people like me who love open world games and love Western RPGs. But Let's, for Chris, all right, all right, all right, all right. You, you, you played some other. Oh, you played Eye of the Beholder some more, right, John? Yeah, I started playing. Actually, I saying I was going to start playing it. I hadn't that kept getting pushed back, but I. Uh, Anything the, the other day, I guess it was last night or the night before, I played the first. I made my party, played the first two levels in DOSBox, and okay. it's kind of what to be expected. It's old, you know. It's an old dungeon crawler. Mm-hmm. It's uh, very straightforward, you know. There's, you know, there's the story. You just go down there, and okay, here you go, and uh, you just click your weapon to attack. So it's, it's really simple, but despite all those, it's still somewhat satisfying, you know. You just get down and I, I I don't think I could play it longer than maybe like an hour or two uh, at a sitting. So maybe like a level or two until you're done. But uh, I enjoyed it. I don't guess any of you have played it. No. Unless special guest <laughs> Michael Tidwell has. What are we talking about? I the, the beholder. beholder. No. Okay. So tell us, special guest Michael Tidwell, what have you been playing? I've mostly been playing older stuff. Well, I guess Faster Light isn't that old, no. but. It did come out last year, and then they revamped it this year. And I still have two ships I need to get, and I hate them very much. <laughs> All right. um, I've been playing Etrian Odyssey. What's it called? Etrian Odyssey Untold, the Millennium Girl. Yeah. Pause and I have been talking about that quite a bit, actually. Yep. Try, trying to figure out, um, was there any point in playing the non-story mode since I beat the original version? And I'm like, well, are there ruins there? She's like, what ruins? And I'm like, okay, I guess not. <laughs> Other than that, um, what have I been playing a lot of? Oh, well, I got the Wii U. So I've been playing hey. Wind Waker and Pikmin 3. Oh, we're not friends on Wii U yet. we got to fix that. I don't, don't, I'm not really worried about really setting it up until I move. Okay. This is just to keep it busy and I can play something in the gamepad. Because I don't have any Wiimotes. They're all packed. I don't have any wheels. They're all packed. Hey, I don't have any Xbox 360 controllers or PS3 controllers. <laughs> That's a little different. They're not just in a box in the other room. Well, they're in a box in someone's room. <laughs> no, they're not in a ours. garbage bag, remember? <laughs> <laughs> He's probably like, oh, crap, Yeah, you're right. It's in a garbage bag. Good point. Yeah, they're, they're not even taking them out. They're like, eh, screw it. <laughs> um, other than that... The hell did we get this stuff for? Let's just throw it out. <laughs> yeah, probably. I, I don't know. I'm not really doing that much. Been busy trying to uh, <sighs> trying to move. It takes forever. Yeah, moving sucks. All right, uh, let's move on to our question of the week. Speaking of moving, <gasps> I forgot two more. Let me just really oh, quick. Goodness. I forgot two more giant RPGs. <laughs> giant that RPGs. Are coming out this year. Okay. Uh, Wasteland Two is in August, okay. and then we have yeah. Pillars of Eternity. They're swearing by the end of 2014, which won't happen because we'll it's Obsidian. That. You guys didn't even mention the Farming Wars. Yeah. We talked about big RPGs, Anna. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Both, Wait, of, I both guess of those games, bi- Manny's, are, are Western RPGs. Uh, those are all Western RPGs as well, but old school Western RPGs. <laughs> okay. 
So, wait, Chris, wait, wait, wait. What yeah. are we talking about? What the biggest about? JRPGs of the year are all involved panties. <laughs> so, there you go. If you're a Western RPG fan, this is your year. And then early next year is still your year. And then all of 2015 is also your year. And then 2016 is still probably your year. But we don't know for sure on that one. <laughs> yeah, but still, it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I, I mean, it's great for me. Great for me. Okay. Um, we had a question of the week. Yeah, question of the week is: Is the JRPG dead? Oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> that seems relevant. I'm glad I, like I interrupted. <laughs> now Anna's Ooh, now uh, Anna's telling me that it's a stupid question. Like, that uh, down. I'm like, all right. On Anna, main consoles, or uh, I mean, it's been living. I don't on care. In the I, I, well. I want. Yeah. Well, like, uh, what's yeah. coming? All right. It's all. Yeah. Main That's consoles. a good point, though. On handheld, I mean. People say the JRPG is dead, and it's like it probably is not dead. It just moved somewhere else. <laughs> it just moved. <laughs> it, it was moving hey, house. Uh, I'm I'm uh, unfortunately heading off to sort dinner now. So hey, speaking of moving right. house, see ya, John. Bye, UK John. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, let's see. Oh my gosh, it's almost two o'clock. All right, so feedback. Um, I am really disappointed in you, listener. I'm very disappointed. Nobody called our phone number at all. Two weeks. Are you supposed to leave all your E3 impressions? Not a one. This is BS. People call, like, 13 people a week call Garnet Lee for his one-man Garnet Lee show, but we can't get one guy to call us. I, you're right. I'm I'm disappointed. Obviously, nobody's interested in it. It's, it's not like it's the listener's fault. They just don't want to do it. So we did get a letter, though. From okay. the E3, not an E3 commentary box, this is Tig's Panther with the breaking story. Only a few days into this year's E3, and already the PR Nightmare nominations have started. Already we have a strong contender in a joint project between Sony and Square Enix. In a post on the official PlayStation blogs attributed to Square Enix's senior manager, Project Mar- Product Marketing, we have Final Fantasy Type-0 coming to Vita. No, sorry, PS4 and Xbox One. Unintentionally delivering a brutal black hand, the announcement went from revealing a game people had been asking for in the main platform they wanted it on to being on one platform people would maybe settle for and one that nobody had really inquired about whatsoever. Although this entry may not go down quite as famously as last year's category winning and subsequently backpedaled Xbox One revealed, this is a strong contender for this year's category in its own right. This has been your armchair category, uh, commentator, Tix Fanther, signing off. So... We've got a nomination for PR Nightmare of the Year for 2014 already, and that's uh, the story Anna brought up earlier. Thank you, Tiggs Panther. Um, I agree. <laughs> it was it's embarrassing, but yeah. I, I feel like at that point, yeah, it's not really a nightmare. It doesn't have angered, the big yeah. It's not actually affecting Xbox sales still, like uh, you know the Xbox One is. You know. Uh, yeah, I think the people they upset were the people who really care about the Vita and who really care about Final Fantasy. And that's not like a huge market segment. No, not so much. Just Mac. <laughs> Pocket console. Check it out. <laughs> Pocket console. I never go there. I don't know what's on me. <laughs> is that his site or is he yeah, friend? Yeah, it's his it site. It is his site? Okay. <laughs> He's a hardcore uh, handheld gaming aficionado. But he doesn't take tablet gaming seriously. I just so wish you I have would, a problem um, with that site. Put that effort into well. Apparently, it's not pocketconsole.com. dot com. It's pocket dash console. Oh, there's a dash. dash Thank you, Penny Dash Arcade. Uh, 
Why am I doing this? All right, we got stories to get through. I so, don't know. I know. Yeah, they, first we story. <laughs> we actually have some news. So first off, Shin Megami Tensei 4 is still heading to Europe. Oh, and it is joined by uh, Persona Q. And that was an announcement coming out of E3. So, Oh, my be- goodness. You know, that's probably the reason, too. We didn't see anything from Atlas. We didn't <laughs> because our appointment was uh, mishandled by them. They uh, told us the wrong day. It was actually, we told them the right day, and they confirmed it and then put us down for the wrong day. <laughs> so I was like, well, your point was two, di- was two days ago. Like, no. I miss a rum. <laughs> so we didn't get to play uh, any of those Atlas games. It stink. Seriously? Can we just yeah. let you in? I miss a rum. No, we had other things to do. So we did our show floor tour, and, and then we had other appointments. So Watch Chris, watch our videos, rpgamerdot.com on yep. YouTube. We have yep. some great content there. Lots of there. cool stuff. Yep. Yeah. All right. So let's see. So that was the news for... Uh, uh, there's no dates in here. Okay. Um, oh, that shouldn't be in here. All right. Kingdom Hearts uh, 2.5 was technically news coming out of the conference, and that's uh, coming... December 2nd in America, December 5th in Europe. Uh, Fantasy Life, the level 5 RPG Fantasy Life is coming out. That no one thought was going to come out. Yeah, we yet. never thought this was coming to the U.S. because uh, it's been out for a while in Japan. It's coming uh, to North America this October. And Yay. it's got a trailer, and Anna is already like, I'm getting this, I'm getting this. It's like, yeah, this game looks I'm like your this, type, type of game. Yeah, it's it's a game where you don't do anything except you you do hobbies essentially crafting fishing fighting monsters and it's not like leveling up traditionally it's like i'm going to be really good at making wood in this game and then like oh sign me up um so she's not saying anything i don't know what that means all right final fantasy type zero is coming here we already covered that um what is this rime berta rhyme berta uh, I don't know. Playism is the company. They're localizing Rhyme Berta. It's developed by Nexsoft. It's an indie strategy RPG. Here we go. Here's a JRPG. An indie strategy RPG for Windows. Um, for Windows? For Windows. Not, hey, not Windows. What about Linux? For my Linux version. Uh, what was that game? Um, was it Xseed? No, it was Nisa. Yeah, uh, you guys had that's on Nisa, right? That's cool. Yeah, I did see. Um, I did see. Is it Destiny Horizons? No, it's not Destiny Horizon. Nisa has a game coming out. Um, and I wish I had E three twenty fourteen. I wish I had a good rundown of NIS America at E three twenty fourteen because they have actually a uh, a pseudo um Valkyrie pro uh, Valkyria Chronicles style uh, strategy RPG coming out. Um, for like uh ps3 and it looks interesting and i think uh i think people will really actually like it um and i just can't remember what the damn name of the game is nobody nobody else remembers either it's like nis america didn't actually happen (laughs) it's really been frustrating me um but it's it's looking really cool and so i wanted to point that out as as a jrpg they also let us try out uh disgaea 4 which is a desire game and one other game that i can't remember right now so i don't know whatever so anyway rima berta is a strategy rpg that's coming um when's it coming oh no date okay so, <laughs> Citizens of Earth. That's uh, Atlas is publishing that. That's uh, that was a Kickstarter game, right? Or it was going to be failed, right? But and then Atlas was a Kickstarter game that failed. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be coming out on October 2014. <laughs> they sh- they have trailers and screenshots that came out of E3, 
Uh, Tales of Heart R. Anesthesia is like a that. cowboy. Um, let's see. I played that a little bit. Uh, you can watch me playing that game. Uh, they cut out the best part. <laughs> Ed cut out the best part of that video. The game will feature Japanese voiceovers, and the European release will offer English, French, Italian, German, and Spanish subtitles. Uh, so we got screenshots so of that. So is what it's called in the business. Yeah, efigs. Uh, let's see. Sword Art Online Hollow Fabric, Hollow Fragment, excuse me, has a uh, video up on the site now that's coming out in North America and Europe this summer on the Vita. Oh, so. Chris, um, you have Netflix, right? Yeah. Check out the series on, check out the anime series on Netflix. It's surprisingly good and decent. And then you'll know all about these RPGs and maybe you want to try them out. Online. Yeah. No, it's on my list. Um, yeah. it's like the new dot hack, you know? Yeah. I, I don't even really like anime. I like, I like Sword Arts Online. Oh, good. Uh, Final Fantasy so. 14 is getting a new job. Do They're tell. adding the rogue. So it's wait, like wait, that seems pretty One basic. of the most How traditional jobs there? ever in every MMO. They're yeah, finally adding come on. it. Well, it's not part of the old job system. Wait, no. They just never had a thief class in this version. I don't know. What do you all want right, from me? All right. Eleven had a thief, and so now they're getting one. <laughs> it's like you're telling me, we just added a new class. It's called Mage. The Rogue. Yeah, I know. The Mage. <laughs> I'm sorry. What do you want? That's, it's... Michael, are you excited about the, jo- the job, the Rogue? People are tweeting. No, I'm excited about it. it's an advanced job. It's an advanced job? The ninja. No, no, no. Oh, the ninja. The okay. ninja is the advanced job. Okay, so Rogue and Ninja are both at, being yeah. added. All right. So I don't what Maybe it's a good thing they kept one of these like these popular jobs so late cuz you know, just keep that content coming. I think 14 Maybe. has too many jobs. I can never it's like I don't think it has enough jobs. It has there's the regular jobs and the advanced jobs and there's disadvantages to using the advanced jobs. Sometimes you want to use the regular jobs. I don't understand anything. I don't recall any disadvantages to using the advanced jobs. No? I mean the only thing you get is you have less cross job play in the back, but I mean you have so many job specific abilities that you're just not gonna be able to play without them. I don't see the point in playing the the basic job. Well, I thought you were losing um, cross-equip stuff when you went to advanced. I don't know. I can't keep up with it. It's like, I don't know, if, bro. If, if there's no difference, why are they advanced, you know? <laughs> because just, you had to earn them. Just let it be another job. <laughs> right. Well, no, because they're, they're enhancements of the job you have. That's why they're their soul crystal. Oh, okay. So, like, I the figure... black mage is the advanced yeah. job of the thaumaturge because you have to have the soul of the black mage to be able to use it. But you're still using all you're using when you were a thaumaturge, plus the job skills from the black mage. Plus, with a game like this, you probably you'd know, like, I don't care. I like ninjas. Ninjas are awesome. I want to be a ninja. Okay. You know? Yep. Well, people are not sure what they're going to do with ninja because in 11, it turned out to be a tank class, even though they tried to make it a DPS class. Are they going to try that again? Or are they going to make another tank class? What are they going to do? Who cares? They'll figure that out. That's that's not the important part of this. <laughs> well, remember, in eleven, it was the players who decided what ninja ended up being. Uh. <laughs> because they said, "Here's your DPS ninja," and they said, "Huh, watch this," and they started taking with it, and they're like, "That wasn't supposed to happen." And so for like two years, they were like, "We're not even going to pretend you can tank with ninja." And then they started going, "No way, we should actually start allowing this, and we should enhance this ability." And so I wonder if they'll react faster this time. Well, I think. The people in charge of it are smarter than the... It, the people in charge of it are the old people in charge of Eleven after they made those fixes, right? Except for pretty obvious changes, yeah. Yeah. Oh, whatever. Tanaka's obviously not in charge anymore. 
Well, that's my point. Is like the people in but charge. But he was of, in charge of eleven. The people who were smart in charge of eleven later on are the people in charge of fourteen now. Tanaka was in charge when Ninja was changed. Yeah, that's right. That's so, my point. But he's not in charge saying. now. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. Dark Souls Two is getting DLC. <laughs> the game that I thought they said they weren't going to have DLC for, but um, yeah. Each episode is ten bucks. Or a season pass for twenty five. If you're into Dark Souls two, here's more of it for you. Uh, something to wait over uh, to tide you over for uh, the wait for Bloodborne. Do we cover Bloodborne? Uh, we should. It's a new Souls game. Oh, okay. If we don't, we <laughs> should get coverage up. Oh, yes, it is. It's at the top. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> it's uh, at the, the question, top. I didn't the see the it. real question is: Do we cover the order? And I don't know yet. The order eighteen eighty six. Hell no, we don't. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> Final Fantasy Explorers has been announced for Japan. Everybody, a new Final I Fantasy game. I missed this completely. Game. Well, I this, missed this completely during They history. snuck a little RPG announcement into the Japanese media. We all missed it. It's a, Final Fantasy Explorers is a multiplayer action RPG for the 3DS featuring an extensive job system. Um, they've described it as a light version of the main series Final Fantasy MMORPGs. What? What does that mean? Uh, uh, Borderlands Final Fantasy? Or, or Diablo Final Fantasy? I don't know. It's very strange. Uh, it has, it'll have 20 playable jobs. M- Knight, Monk, White Mage, Black Mage, Dragon Knight, Paladin, Thief, Ninja, Red Mage, Time Mage, and Bard. Why is it called Dragon Knight instead of Dragoon? Um, there can be up to four players in a party, and uh, empty party place. spots can be filled with tame monsters. Yeah, this doesn't sound like... Oh, wait, yes, it does. This does, uh, yeah, I'm looking at the picture. It's on the 3DS. It's all in 3D. I bet you it'll come here, but who knows when, how, what, why. It'll Maybe it'll be Monster Hunter. It'll come out on a, a version we don't see. That's right. Huh? It'll come out on a console we never thought of. 3DS? Oh, yeah. So it's, it's, now it's for 3DS, so it'll come out here on the Coleco On the iPhone version. or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Van Helsing 2 has got some DLC out called Ink Hunt. Uh, that apparently I need to buy for me and my wife. <laughs> Wait, say that two times Wait, fast. What? Van say Helsing what? 2 has new DLC out called Ink Hunt. And no, I won't say it Thank fast. You. No, Ink Hunt. Man, that's terrible. Uh, it's $5, so there you go. And it's not even a booby game when they use that. That's sad. Dragon Fantasy is out on the European <laughs> PSN now. Just completely does. Yep. And we have a video up on our channel of it running on a 3DS, but I don't know when that's going to happen. Oh no, it's up right now. What? Playing it on a that 3DS? video is live. Yeah. Impact. But I don't know when the game's coming out. Oh yeah, we also have a nice little developer chat with uh, Adam Rippon. Adam Rippon. Uh, <laughs> we sat down with him. He just talked to us about his E3 experience, what he's been up to, who he's working with right now. It's a fun little developer chat, the kind of thing we don't normally get to do. So if you want to know more about the guy, one of the, one of the main guys behind those games, uh, check it out. It's a, it's a fun little interview. Cool. Okay. Cool, man. All right. Uh, Natsume is releasing two Game Boy Color titles on the 3DS eShop. Yes. What are they, Anna? Uh, Lufia Game Boy Color and Harvest Moon 2 Game Boy Color. I remember hearing lots of good things about that Lufia on the Game Boy Color. Yeah. Uh, you probably heard even more good things about Lufia 2 Super Nintendo. Lufia was just the... It's not a remake. This is the Game Boy Color one. Yeah. 
don't recall that being good. It's harder, which bothers some people. It's very similar to the Super Nintendo one, though. Go hey, for it. Hey, guess what? Hey, guess what? What? Hey, guess what? Torment, Tides of Numenera probably won't be coming out this year. Are we surprised? Uh, yeah, I was reading their uh, impression because they were saying that they the beta for Wasteland 2 was going so well for them that it let them expand on the game and build it on even more because they were getting such great feedback. So they spent more time focusing their whole team on Wasteland 2 to make it a better game. And at the same time, they let them do more pre-production on Numenera. So as a result, both games are probably going to be better, but as a, you're going to wait a lot longer for each. So, yeah. Are we talking about Ruin so, of War? Yeah, so Wasteland 2 got pushed out several months, and then Tides of Numenera got, gets pushed out even further. But that's for good. You want these you, – what these people excel at is writing, so you want them writing as much as possible now, doing as much pre-production. So you'll get like a much clearer vision when they actually start making the game, putting the pixels to the screen. Green, so to speak. Yeah, I don't mind waiting, though. We all know how the majority of the internet feels about waiting and delays. I hear you, John, but at the same time, like you can't complain too much. Wasteland Two is going to be massive and highly replayable, and then you get Pillars of Eternity, and that's going to be massive and highly replayable. Oh, it's and then you get Dragon Age, and then that's massive and highly replayable. So, I if you like these kind of games, yeah. I prefer waiting for a good end product and something that's rushed, and then they complain, "Oh, it's broken," and it always gets that. Absolutely, absolutely. It always you gets that uh, moniker and that all oh, that. That's a buggy game. You, you, you definitely want. I mean, look, already looking at what Wasteland Two is now compared to the when the beta started, it looks significantly better. Mm-hmm. There's more reactivity. There's more gameplay. Yes, yes. games that dialogue. take longer to come out are better in general, but yes. still, people are disappointed. They put their yeah, money in, get, they had a it, date, though. it's been pushed. Hey, but to be I selfish, because I care more I care more about Wasteland, so to be selfish about that point, I'm happy Wasteland's better. Yeah. So we got a game the, that is out. Uh, it's called End of Serenity. It's, uh, I guess it's out uh, in three days for the Vita. No, the PSP. The PSP? I don't have a PSP Go anymore. That oh. reminds me. Did we see much in the way of Vita anything at the yeah, E3? Yeah, I, I played a ton of Vita games. There are so many Vita games, nobody was touching them. They were all indie bro, ports. Bro, why didn't you tell me about the Vita games? Because they are all indie ports, and nobody cared so about them. I can play them right now anyway? Disgaea 4 looks like it's playable on Vita. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, t- I played it on Vita. Oh, Chris, Chris do you have play a Vita? Vita? Huh? Do you have a Vita? I do have a Vita. Well, you can most of the PSP games you can download on Vita. I know, I know. I'm just I like so to play. I liked it? to play them on my Go instead. I uh, really like John, my Go. So apparently, I know you might be interested in this. Chris got to play with a PS, a PlayStation TV, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I played. I played a Binding of Isaac Rebirth on there. Nice. What did you think of the Vita TV? Um, that it was a small box that, that was playing the game I was playing. So there was no there was no difference, I, no slowdown. Didn't didn't what, what do you expect? It's just playing the game on the TV. The game. I'm just saying, like the image, it wasn't pixelated, blowing up a game like that. I, I, I don't know. It, it, the game was pixelated anyway because it's a 
They're doing oh, that's right. You're telling me you didn't like the art style, right? Yeah, they're it's going funny. to a more pixelated graphic form. Um, they're trying to be like a Super Nintendo era sprite rather than the Flash artwork, which I kind of prefer, actually. But, you know, whatever. Uh, it played like Isaac, except the build had slowed down and crashed on me. And I don't know if it was the build or the PlayStation TV or the streaming or I don't know what it was doing. I don't know what was going Wait, on. Wait, so it was on PlayStation Now as well? You said? I, I don't know. I think that one, it, it's uncertain. Okay. I did play something that was streaming um, that worked okay, and that was Diablo Three Reaper of Souls. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so you did play that streaming on a Vita TV? That was streaming, and I was like, "Yeah, this looks like it's streaming, and it works." See, I guess it, here it's called the PlayStation TV, right? Yeah, Not PlayStation yeah. TV anymore. instead of the Vita. TV. See, I'm actually, yeah. I am excited about this. I don't, I don't think I'll use it much for streaming on other TVs. I was just going to want to use it to play Vita games on the TV. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking that I could get an Xbox One and a PlayStation TV and be kind of happy for a good long while. So, yeah, Um, I forgot about that. I was excited about the PlayStation TV news. Have you guys seen the prices for PlayStation Now? Outrageous. No, I haven't. I'm in the beta. Yeah, but the, yeah, the and there's nothing prices, good. Uh, the official prices came out. It's like Chris. seven dollars for five hours, and like thirty dollars for seven days, and like hundred dollars for thirty days for some of the. <laughs> games. That doesn't make sense. It is wild. Those are placeholder prices. Mm-mm. Why would you pay more than the price of the game? Yeah, there are some of them. Like you can rent a game for thirty days, and it costs more than if you would just buy the game on Amazon. Yep. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. That won't that won't go anywhere. Mm-mm. Those prices will change, um, but the thing is, though, you can you're, people are spending that money now, that real money right now. No, and they're it, not. it doesn't seem. Yeah, no, in the beta. I'm in the beta. You no, don't spend money it in the beta. Doesn't cost anything in the beta. Yeah, you just say how long you want it, and it just goes. Are you sure? Yes, because I did it. When? How long ago? Because it's changed this recently. week. Prior to E3. No. No, wasn't it? After E3, I okay, wasn't in the bad. beta before E3. This was this week. When we got it, it was last Sunday, to be exact, because it was the day I got the PS4, uh, the right. new PS4, the replacement PS4. <laughs> really? Because this Kotaku article I'm, I'm reading implied that you can pay these right now, and people are. Oh, well, when did it start? Because I've been did this as of Sunday, so. Uh, this article is as of yesterday. Okay. And like at the end of the article, it's like I want my five dollars back. <laughs> I so would too. It sounds like he paid. Well, I don't know why. Um, why you would okay, pay so such the crazy exact, prices? So, for example, here's Guacamelee. You can rent Guacamelee for four hours for. $3. Why would you rent? Why would you spend five dollars on Guacamelee and not own it? Seven days for six dollars. No. Thirty days for eight dollars. No. And fifteen dollars for ninety days. No. The game costs fifteen dollars total. Yeah. Here's Final Fantasy thirteen two. Five dollars for four hours, eight dollars for seven days, fifteen dollars for thirty days, and thirty dollars for ninety days. He's in a different beta. I don't get those games on my beta. My beta has okay. a bunch of really crappy mm. games. A bunch, of, seriously, yeah. a bunch of no-name titles. You can buy a brand new copy of Thirteen Two for less yeah, than. This looks like a really shitty idea that's just gonna crash and burn. And not only Unless that, they, though, they're saying that you're paying this money for these rentals, and they're choppy, and it doesn't it doesn't even stream well, and it takes a lot of bandwidth. Yeah, almost zero interest in PlayStation now, even before the prices. This makes it yeah. even like worse. I'm with you with the PlayStation TV. For me, it would be mainly just playing, getting to play some Vita games I missed out on for cheaper than buying a Vita and then playing it on my TV. Yeah. 90 days for 13 2 for $30. Wow. 
Yeah, that doesn't yeah. make sense. Well, apparently you can buy the game new for $17 on Amazon. <laughs> and yeah. you don't have to waste your bandwidth. Game so. titles and features are for, for testing purposes only, not indicative of the final price. Oh, wow. Okay, Chris, so you have a question about why he changed the art style in, uh, in Rebirth? Yeah. And, he's, and you said you hate it? <laughs> he, he, this, that's literally the question. Why did you change the art style for Rebirth? P.S. I hate it! Exclamation point. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he answers it like in four big... Uh, but it doesn't matter what his answer is. I still don't like it. You can't just justify it. It's like, oh, now I like it. No, no, no. He's not justifying. He's he's answering your question. Well, I don't. Like, I, don't I don't care I don't why care. he changed it. I think it was the wrong choice. It, yeah, yeah and it, he's it saying it, it's it, my it, game. I think it was the right choice. Is yeah, what he's saying. and I'm saying I think it makes the game less good. I mean, that's that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to say if I think it makes the game better or not, which I don't. That's all. Um, <laughs> he likes it more. Good for him. <laughs> yeah, good for him indeed. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't mean that facetiously. I mean, honestly, I mean, if, if the guy's happy with it. I mean, if he wants to be just... lumped in with the rest of the retro looking crap that everyone's shoveling out. Oh, see, 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 speed, there you go, though. How about it? How about I'm saying it's just not uh, I don't like his point number two about I wanted it to look retro. It's like, why? Why do you need to jump on that bandwagon? The I don't guys, think it's a bandwagon. We have enough that he's pixels. Jumped. We have enough I, pixels. I, I really everybody. don't think these guys are bandwagon jumpers. I'm just saying, everybody, I want you to all know, in my opinion, we have enough pixels. Don't feel that your game needs to be pixelated. This to, like, That's the all. Super Meat Boy guys who helped like launch the indie craze whatever, to begin with. Whatever. Can we talk about End of Serenity? No. Okay. Can we go to the next story? It's after a turn-based that? RPG. It's coming out on PSP on the twenty-fourth. Natsume's publishing it. There. You missed. You missed uh, the Kuzunoha game. I didn't even want to talk about it. Uh, Devil Summoner Two is coming to PSN, which yeah, I think we talked. Already, we've talked about it in the past. Out. Yeah. It just finally came out. Right, this past Tuesday. Yeah, well, I was say, I mean, we're saying it's coming out, but it came out. Yeah, it came out. Yeah. All right, so go play that like game, and this is our game club. Um, there is a Bloodborne gameplay trailer that leaked out. If you actually want to see Bloodborne gameplay, um, Polygon has it up, I think. Right? No, that's the actual. No, that's the regular trailer. Where's the gameplay trailer? Okay, whatever. I I give Chris's up. This is Google Foo not working. Yeah, I I was. It's got slight snippets of gameplay in this two minute Polygon trailer. So see, it's funny because I think I that's all you're gonna like, get. Well, this this has leaked out, and I'm sorry if something actually leaks out. They send you a cease and desist. You take it down. So yeah. I don't think things ever leak out. Well, no. Sometimes it'll be on YouTube and take a while to get it taken down. And it'll be like the thirty minute demo, but that doesn't seem to be what's going on here. So. Not, with, not anymore. YouTube's so fast and taking it down crap. I know. That's why I'm scared Stupid about Twitch. People being efficient. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there's uh, there's them killing things. Okay. So, we have some reviews to plug before we wrap up for the week. Uh, Mind Zero, we've got a review up. Alex Fuller um, reviewed that, so you can go check out why he gave it a 3 out of 5. We got yeah, the, I'm probably still going to buy it. The Dempamen 3 gets a 1.5 out of 5 by Mike Menke. Really? Um, yep. Interesting. Yep. I, I know I keep hearing on Twitter people who like the game, but at RP Gamer everyone reviews it really badly. Yeah. All three of them, I think. Arc the Lad, End of Darkness Retro Review, two out of five. So you can go read about that. I'm out of stories. What did I miss from the past week, Manny? Um, I, 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 I Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, Freddie Prince. Be... 
That's terrible. Yeah, Freddie <laughs> Prince Jr. is doing a voice in Dragon Age. Blah, 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 um, blah. Amazon launched a new phone that's going to change gaming forever, according to some articles, because you can look at the games with this new 3D perspective. Yeah, except yeah. it's only an AT&T, so who cares? Yeah. Um... Uh, Um, I don't know. I guess that's it. I guess all I can say is there are games I'm sad we didn't see at the show. I'm sad we didn't get to see Far Cry. I'm sad we didn't get to see Bloodborne. I'm sad we didn't get to see... I forget. I think that's pretty much it. I wish those are the two I wish we would have seen. Hmm. Got to all teach right. you guys some key romantic... Yeah, you do. You do need to teach that to us. <laughs> all, right. all right, and that's. I think that's all the magic. To be fair, though, half of his pure magic is because you're like seven feet tall and you have a big frame <laughs> and you scare people. So they say, "I better just do, do what this it. guy says." It has to do with how you present it. You're like you're gonna punch them if they don't do what you say. <laughs> I do not look hostile at all. I'll just say that. I tried. Anyway. I tried, and I wasn't good yet. So I, I still you need tried, to level that a, skill. You're such a small little voice. I know. I, I like... need to. I need to level that skill some. So yeah, uh, you, you gotta you gotta hang out with like like some of like the, the like the two black journalists at E3, and like sort of hang out with them, and like sort of get their flow, and be like, hey, I want to see that game. Are you saying you're using your race to an advantage? Like, oh, if I say no to him, there'll be a lawsuit. Well, that Absolutely. would work if I wasn't the generic white guy. Not you. I'm and talking then, to Manny. Right. And then, and then if they, Chris, and if <laughs> they say no to you, you go, oh, I see how it is. It's because I'm black. You don't want me to play your Japanese game? Yeah, then and you'll get no, in no, no, pretty no. quick. Yeah, that's not what we're trying to say. No, no, no. Please come in. No, no, no. It's, it's not that you wouldn't understand it. No, no, no. We're not trying to say that at all, sir. Please come in. Yeah, but you could pull that off into American, too. If only E3 was that easy. <laughs> It is for me. I don't know what you're talking about. There you go. Everyone, little did you know, Michael's secretly a big, tall black man. <laughs> That'd be a pretty big secret to hold on to. All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us this week. I want to remind you that our question of the week is, um, is the JRPG dead? So, How many times have that been our question of the week? Uh, not, it hasn't. Okay. It hasn't. I think it's just been the site question of the week. It's been the site question of forever. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Is the JRPG dead? Well, they're not talking about the questions we give them, Manny. So let's go for one of these questions instead. Maybe maybe they'll spark some discussion. We need some discussion. How you can share that discussion? Three ways. Board.rpgamer.com. You can go check out my E3 retro playlist in the uh, miscellaneous gaming section. But then you can go check out the show thread in the latest update section. Uh, You can email us at podcast.rpgamer.com. You can check us out on YouTube at youtube.com slash rpgamer.com. Or D-O-T-C-O-M, and you can leave a voicemail, please, at 608-729-4098. Just call and leave me your shopping list at this point. Anything. <laughs> I don't care. Shopping list, um, what what animal you want to buy and think okay, is okay. for sale, I don't care. No, no. I think the true question of the week should be, we should have a little game on what percentage of this game list is Chris actually going to play? Oh, of my 12 games? No, no, no. We were, yeah, uh, just of those twelve, or of all of them? Because well, I haven't announced the rest yet. I mean, I'm, I'm doing them one year you know at a time. I know okay, we're complaining. So, so but... even better. What day will Chris actually give up on 2004 and move on? <laughs> What's the over under? <laughs> yes. <laughs> man, it's funny. I know we're complaining though, but man, we are getting some hardcore 
RPG is later this year, like for straight up RPG fans. If you oh, like that's Western the other games. game we didn't see, The Division, which we need to see. Yes, it's, The Division, absolutely. We, uh, we, had to, uh, we didn't have an appointment for it. Again, we didn't have the staff yeah, for appointments for it. Damn so, you, Sony! <laughs> and the line was super long. People, it looks. It sounds like it was good. Uh, you didn't get to play it, though, so it was oh, not playable. Did we talk about Codename Steam? We did, right? Yeah, we did. Okay. Cool. Lincoln Force. <laughs> Lincoln, Lincoln Force the game, yeah. Where is this Lincoln Force thing from originally? Because I, I was thinking. Oh, because the giant bomb people had like this fake game called Lincoln Force. Right. That's right. I forgot about. <laughs> and they, it was like it was there. Whenever the graphic, whenever the site would break, it was a four or four chord. You'd see like the Lincoln, Lincoln Force, Force in the back. and they're making it now. <laughs> and like literally, this is Lincoln's this is, special this is force. Lincoln, yeah, this is Lincoln Force. Steam powered uh, Lincoln troops. I love it. All right. So we're gonna go. We're gonna go. We're gonna go practice our Lincoln Force skills, uh-huh. and we'll see you next week, um, nine a.m. Pacific, noon you... Eastern. Sorry, I just throw two quick tidbits out. Uh, two quick ones. Diablo yeah. Three is getting some exclusive uh, uh, DLC on the PS4 and PS3, where you can play. We have Last of Us. Ar- we have Last of Us uh, enemies and a Last of Us level and Shadow of the Colossus armor. Oh, that's, that's right. Pretty... I forgot about that. Yeah. But other than that, though, goodbye, everybody. Leave us some comments and feedback. Go watch our YouTube stuff, rpgamer.com. Um, harass us so that we write what we're supposed to write. Yep. On Twitter, uh, that's uh, Marino EM, right? Oh, give them mine first. Yeah, Marino EM, the one who's going to write all this stuff up, just uh, tweeted him. Thanks, everybody, for watching. We'll see you next week, uh, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, right here at rpgamer.com slash live. Till then, bye, everybody. Amiibo. Bye. Later. <laughs>